Welcome to the 1980s. Good to be back. Not quite, but November 3rd, or November 30th, 1979, Pink Floyd releases The Wall. Widely known as perhaps not one of the best concept albums of all time, but usually if you look up a best rock albums of all time that are on the uh, concept list, this album appears there. So is it worth its welcome on the list? Is it worth opening up the 80s to? Let's find out. Let's get started. Pink Floyd, The Wall, track by track, album by album. We are deep into Pink Floyd and thank you for listening so far and thanks to all of our new listeners and got some nice comments for a change on uh, animals so appreciate that as well as the suggestion I believe uh, one of our uh, our listeners made on Twitter Alex would you like to fill us in on uh, um, a comment I believe we got a few days ago yeah no we uh, a guy named Jason Forrest has been a big fan of the podcast lately uh, has been listening to the past couple episodes and uh, he was a big fan of the animals uh episode appreciated uh mr nadalski being on the show and his question was uh does anyone think in pigs on the wing part two that roger was saying we all need a shelter from how messed up the world is Uh, he says it's still going to be messed up the boot will stomp on the face forever but human contact can give us a bit of break from the misery yeah I, i think that's a great great observation yeah. I mean, I didn't think of that, but I know we had all had our own opinions, but that was definitely a, a great observation. So thanks for reaching out and, uh, and and giving us that because, you know, it really is, you know, Chris, you had a few points about that, Roger being able to escape that. And, you know, really, if he wants to make his criticisms, at least he's all able to wrap it up. Um, it's almost, you know, kind of how we talked about or how he wrote about with um, money, I think, where it was like, I'm a socialist, but I like money too. And I'm trying to figure out how those two parts of me um, can coexist. So, uh, that makes sense. And I appreciate reaching out. And we also got some feedback from another user, uh, who made a suggestion. Uh, and it was also good that he had, uh, you know, suggested yes in Genesis because we are planning, those are on the docket at some point. Um, <laughs> so we will be getting that way, but, uh, yeah, appreciate the uh, feedback. So, uh, keep in reaching out to us. We're going to have another guest on next week today. We're all, well, not solo, I guess we're uh, a team of four, but, uh, not a team of five today. And uh, next week, we will have on another special guest, so uh, we'll keep you informed as to who that is. But let's get started with The Wall. Uh, Chris, I believe you're first up today. Tell us your, give us your opening thoughts. Um, yeah, this, uh, it, it was funny after, again, I, didn't, I couldn't do my five or six listens on this record because, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I got to have a life, unfortunately. Yeah, so I can't, I can't devote six hours or whatever, yeah, to really... Yeah, hey, this really comes from the guy who listened to Saint Anger four times over, right? Yeah, then maybe then maybe I burned myself out on that. There's yeah, no that was excuse, the only, Chris. There is not, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this it, it was funny. Where uh, I feel Animals, I think, is much more an original as far as a Pink Floyd concept or in the vein of Pink Floyd. Where here, after really digging into it, I felt like they were, or that Roger. I don't know if he was going back and listening to uh, The Who again, because, yeah, this really reminds mm-hmm. me of a like a Who concept record, like Tommy or The Who Sellout uh, or a quick one. Yeah, those are yeah, all their kind of classic 60s concept records where you have, yeah, kind of the hit songs intermixed with all these weird little kind of, um, the, like, uh, thematic plot devices. Um, I will say, though, with how Roger uh, speaks, his vision is much clearer and much more to the point versus what Pete Townsend did. Uh, which I kind of appreciate a little bit more, and this is coming from a massive Who fan. Uh, uh, but again, yeah, this is, yeah, Roger, yeah, kind of taking the cynicism to the next level. Um, 
Uh, I will say, I mean, these, yeah, the, especially the hits on this album, I mean, were this, probably my earliest Pink Floyd moments going back to when I was first getting into, I mean, yeah, whether it was Another Brick in the Wall or Hey You or any of the other kind of classic uh, yeah, songs on here. So that's uh, kind of my, uh, yeah, this is probably the first Pink Floyd, uh, as far as their history, that I remember hearing years and years ago, uh, going mm-hmm. back to elementary school, probably. Uh as far as actually digging deep into the full yeah, uh, concept of the, of the record, I mean, being like nine, ten years old, I mean, you can't really uh, you can't really appreciate it at, the age, at that age or understand anywhere you know, as far as what Roger was talking about. But now, uh, as kind of an older, more mature yeah, adult, uh, I appreciate yeah, just again, hey, this is just the next step from Animals in his. And again, you read these lyrics, and it's all very kind of. It's almost like he's speaking in a conversation. It's not really. Uh, there isn't a lot of kind of being uh, being overly metaphorical or whatever. It's kind of like when he's yeah, talking about like with his descent into madness and or, yeah, technically that's what the story is. I mean, it's kind of a veiled uh, is uh, uh, kind of him veiling himself with where he is as a successful rock star at this point mm-hmm. uh, and how much. I mean, that's pretty much the whole concept of the wall is building a barrier between. Uh, who he is and uh, kind of the the people or the the community that has put him to where he is. Sure. Uh, and that's one criticism you can also have, because, again, I think we talked about that on the last couple of records, just where I'm talking about, oh, okay, I, yeah, I just can't stand. I mean, yeah, just this, how big this thing has become, but not really, uh, you're, you're not really kind of totally kind of pushing it to the side. He's still embracing, like, the wealth. He's still, yeah, kind of living the... Uh, the life at, at the same. So yeah, it's, it's, maybe that's just Roger. He's kind of a contradictory personality, <laughs> which may, maybe makes him more interesting and makes for a more interesting listen. Gone uh, are the days of spe- several species of furry animals gathered together. E- exactly. And <laughs> with a pick. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah, haven't listened to Amagama, that's a fun one. Go back and listen to that because it's a good episode. Yeah, but those days are it, gone. Right. And uh, taking that into uh, all those, uh, as far as the contradiction, I also it also makes it difficult uh, to rate uh, this record. Uh, because uh, you can't, you, you have to look at it from two angles. You have to you look at it f- from the music perspective and from the concept perspective, which mm-hmm. are very two different mm-hmm. things with this record. Because um, yeah, uh, from just a normal music listener perspective, I mean, there's, I, I would say, there's only, I mean, probably the hits on this record are the songs that I connect with the most. Right. Um, but uh, as a concept, uh, it's hard to take out those little pieces, those weird little pieces, because they are. Uh, compared to some of the other concept records I've listened to, are very uh, are very important here, where they actually kind of make sense when you're talking about the psychology of the character at the center. Mm-hmm. It's like where you're like, oh, if you're from a rock perspective, it's like or music or rock music perspective, it's like oh, these are weird kind of. I mean, they just sound yeah, it's like the yeah, yeah, whether it's stop or the trial or whatever, which we'll get into later. It's like man, these are, but when you take this as like, it's almost like a play literally, literally. I mean, that's yeah, almost yeah. sometimes, sometimes you feel like you're, watch, you're listening to like an Andrew Lloyd Webber production mm-hmm. <laughs> intermixed with a kind of a rock vibe, but not all the time though. Yeah. Like I said, like a song like the trial is not, uh, but I'll wait for my, yeah, to really dig into that later. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's really, yeah, you gotta, it's trying to reconcile those two different things is very difficult. Yeah. The, the music and the concept, uh, cause yeah, musically speaking, I would probably give it, uh, maybe a seven out of ten, but the concept itself, um, intermixed uh, in how it flows, I would probably push it more towards a nine. Uh, Does that uh, leave you may- at an eight? Yeah, I think I would get yeah eight. Uh, maybe I might bump it up a little bit later, but we'll see. 
what uh, uh, it's a fascinating listen. Yeah, that's why I said I was trying to think over the last week, like, how do I rate this? Because yeah, there's so much to take. It's got its weaknesses and it's got its massive strengths. Sure. Um, and it's hard yeah. to give it like one because you have to take all these different things together and sometimes they're hard to put together yeah because yeah. they're yeah and before we move on to alex uh chris just um i'm gonna throw this question at everybody i just thought of it right yeah. now what is your favorite concept album in the rock genre and you have to give an explanation just what's your favorite concept album um that is uh wow that's a good you know what that. we can come back to you yeah come alex back to that. That. think one. about it yeah. alex yeah. take it away what are your thoughts to be honest, I'm so glad that Chris went first. And oh, I know. He said so many great you things. You said so many great <laughs> things. And not to be lazy and to be short here, I, w- I was a little panicky in case I got picked first because I didn't want to start the uh, episode off on the wrong foot. And I think Chris really introduced this very well. I have many of the same points. Uh, a lot of my favorite songs, Pink Floyd songs, are on this album. Uh, I actually discovered some songs that I had never heard before uh, that are now becoming my favorite Pink Floyd songs. I got some massive stocks are rising songs in this album, which I'll come back to. Uh, but, you know, I, I stated early on in our, our Pink Floyd journey that really this album, uh, Dark Side and Wish You Were Here were the ones I knew the most. But in retrospect, after finally listening to this album all the way through, uh, only got through the whole thing a few hours ago. Uh, it, took, it took me a little bit to finish it, but I did get through it. And I actually did watch the movie uh, for, I think, the second time uh, earlier this week. And I realized I don't think I had ever actually made it through this whole album uh, back in the day. But I do have the CD, the uh, the dual disc, you know, bigger CD box. So I got that. And yeah, a lot of my favorite songs are on here, and I'll have some stories about how, uh, for certain songs, uh, you know, back in my youth, you know, how I came across those. But yeah, I'll agree with, I think I'm going to give it the same rating as Chris, uh, because I think I do like it more than Animals. I appreciate Animals in its length, but I mean, you can't deny the hits here. And if I'm going to be really honest, kind of what uh, Mike, you know, Kevin and Mark's dad was saying... I'm kind of approaching this as like a first time listener and first impressions are everything. And am I going to revisit a lot of songs on animals? Probably not. And not that I don't like the album. I love the concept, but I'm more, and that's probably obvious, but I'm going to come back to more of the hits here. And I really tried Mm -hmm. to dive into the concept here and, and it's exactly right. It's like, how do you, how do you get rid of like a song like stop or bring the boys home or Vera? Because I mean, it's not a song that I would go back to and no. say like, I would just pick that. But in the, in the general flow of the album, you kind of need it there. Need, yeah. So it's, it's, it's so hard to do that. And somebody actually made a comment on Reddit about that saying that, how are you guys going to, you know, approach the wall? Like, are you going to say comfortably numb is a better song than Vera? Oh, wow. That's very uh, <laughs> intelligent. And I totally agree with that. It, yeah. Cause it's like, obviously that's the better song. And maybe we should right. approach the uh, yeah, rating here a little differently, but right. I, I just think that I like this. I'll, I'll come back to it more than animals, so that's why I'm going to give it a higher rating. So I'll give it an eight. And uh, one thing I'll say that we kind of touched on in animals it was the production. 
And I know uh, Mike kind of argued where he was talking about how he loved the production on animals. And, and just to kind of maybe clarify in case people didn't get where I was coming from, it wasn't uh, from a, uh, from a uh, songwriting st standpoint. It was more just from a general sonic, like how the sounds and the tones are of the record. And here it's back and better than ever. I think it's back to have, being an album that sounded ahead of its time. And that's how I felt. It was like on Dark Side and Wish You Were Here. It almost sounded like an album that came out in the 80s. Like, you know, it jumped ahead a decade where Animals maybe fell back a little bit sonically. It was a little darker. It almost sounded like it had a blanket over it. And now the blanket has been taken off. The clarity is there. The timelessness is there. And uh, I, I did read that. Uh, the band actually went and upgraded a lot of their gear in the studio. And I think you can hear that here. Um, some of the songwriting, I feel like there's territory they never touched before. And it's so intelligent and impressive, but just it's intimidating the length of it. And I'm not a rock opera guy at all. I'll admit that. So listeners take that into consideration here, but yeah, I, th I think I'll give it an eight and I'm really excited for, uh, what your guys' thoughts are. Sure. And for just reference, what's your favorite uh, rock concept album? That That's tough. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I I'd have to think about it. I, I mean, I guess my gut reaction is just going to I'm going to say Rush 2112 because that's maybe like a top three band for me. I was thinking so, that, too. <laughs> I mean, okay. that, that's like that's such an important band to me and my, and my dad and like a lot of memories with that band. So I'll, it, that's just kind of what I'll say. And it's funny. We were listening to Caress of Steel yesterday and we're like, you know, this album is so freaking sick. And I'm, I guess we're jumping into bands. So let me uh, <laughs> let me let me not do that. But I'll go with Rush 2112 right okay. now. But it could you change. Chris, do you agree? Yeah, that's probably the most like top to bottom one for me. I mean, I grew up on Tommy. I mean, just as a young kid, I mean, I loved uh, a lot of that record. But again, like like this record, like The Wall, it's not top to bottom for me. There's a lot of, again, those dramatic uh, little pieces that just move the plot along, but aren't necessarily mm -hmm. like, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's uh, known that, as filler. <laughs> not necessarily like it, it, yeah, well that's the, and that's the thing like because and i'm sorry to cut you off chris but you were mentioning right. how you think that roger was listening to a lot of who here and when you said that i totally agreed with you because there's even some vocal and music melodies that really remind me of oh yeah, yeah. And, and my favorite who album is quadrophenia oh yeah so uh yeah. i mean that's gonna be one of my favorite concept albums there but uh that's I, another are, one that's the, another are, very consistent are, one are, are the nadalski boys gonna say operation minecraft I get the feeling that you two are going to have the same, you two have the same concept album and that Kevin and I are also going to have the same one. But uh, let's find mm, out. Kevin, might. what are your thoughts? Yeah, okay. Well, it's actually tough to go after Chris and Alex. Alex didn't think he was going to say a lot, but he uh, packed yeah, quite a lot in there as well. <laughs> I guess I did. Um, yeah, this, again, I uh, had a hard time coming up with a rating, um, much like Alex said. Uh, it's so mixed for me. I never got into this album when I was younger. And I think I only started to buy into the concept on these last couple of lessons, particularly the last one. However, this is also an infuriating album for me. And there are parts where I was both amazed and like angry, if that even makes sense. Because there's a lot of material <laughs> here where, to do that. <laughs> yes, there are, there are parts where I'm like, oh man, this concept is so great. I love the way it's flowing. I love the way everything's going together. And there are parts where I'm like, man, this concept is sagging badly right now. I just like, give me something. And it's hard for me too, because 
when you're thinking about this, and, and there's so much to delve into here musically, concept-wise, but where does the character of Pink end and where does Roger start? And it was that's a question I've been wrestling with because I, we're going to get to it, but I feel like uh, the same kind of flaw in animals is present here. And uh, I'll probably bring it up later before just blowing it here for everybody. And, the, you know, you can hear those dials being snapped off. But I, I'll talk about that later, I think. <laughs> but I, I, th- th- that's the part where it got just was very frustrating to me. Um, musically, yeah, there, there are parts. And I think I might have said this to Alex during the week. There, there are parts musically where I'm like, I love this song, but I just feel like... Eh, if it could have been cut from the concept, you know, mm-hmm. how do I balance that out? Right. We're like, yeah, the song is great, but you know what? If I'm taking the editor's pen to the story, I feel like this is the one that gets the X through it. So uh, that's what makes this so difficult, honestly. Uh, that being said, uh, <laughs> you got an opinion of nothing from me, <laughs> but I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. And I'm just going to say moments of brilliance and frustration wrapped in, in into one okay nice sure. and favorite and you, concept oh, you album? In, uh operation mind crime <laughs> yeah. it's okay. a 10 out of 10 album for me uh and there's not many of those okay sounds good and i'll close this out uh it's funny this was always the pink floyd album to me when i was younger that i thought was the pink floyd album i don't know why i always pictured this as bigger or more popular than dark side of the moon um but you know obviously um you know it it well it's probably their second it's got to be their second biggest album right it is, i don't know yeah, it's Chris, 30, it's yeah, 30, yeah 30 million worldwide and i think yeah then dark side is 50 40, okay yeah uh, so it's not that far behind really that's um, <laughs> I mean, it's 20 million apart, but still, like, it's a- <laughs> yeah, outside, it's funny, outside of Garth Brooks, upper I mean, there, are, yeah, there are a few bands, yeah, that did, as far as having three or four record, like, d- double diamond records in a yep. row, not that Animals, I think, only, I mean, sold a fraction, but I mean, that they were still big enough where it didn't matter, but yeah, it was, yeah, pretty much 50 million, 20 million, 4 million, there was a drop there, mm-hmm. and then 30 million, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty yeah. it's pretty wild it's pretty wild when you think yeah. of it. So obviously a very successful album. Um, yeah. You know this is this is probably the moment in time in the band's career, and some bands end up like this, or some you know pairings end up like this, or whatever. Um, you know writers, directors, whomever. But you know where the one member becomes or gets to be bigger than the sum of the parts, and that can lead to some awkward. Um, experiences i guess yeah, put that's, it that that's way. an understatement <laughs> yeah i mean I, this album is three parts there's three parts of this album to me there are songs that i've heard a million times that i never need to hear again there are songs that i have heard and never really heard and now i love them big you know agreement on alex with stocks on the rise songs on this album and there are songs mm-hmm. that i've never heard and never need to hear again so and you know like, there's <laughs> yeah. definitely a a balance there i would say it's not tilted in any one direction um surprised to hear the who uh being brought up i'm not a huge who fan i've actually just been digging into them a little bit uh in the past few months it's kind of ancillary to this um but uh, i hear a lot of queen i feel like they were hearing um you know what queen was doing and and roger just a little bit yeah mark if you have a if you have a chance listen to tommy though and you'll see a big similarity between this mm-hmm. record and that one yeah that's yeah. that's what jumped out to me when i was really digging into it. i'm like god this sounds like uh, the as far as the plot or the the song or the album structure of tommy or even any of the uh, the 
early Who concept records. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got the hit singles. It's got the uh, the plot devices that are just there just to move the yeah just to move the the weird story along and then sure. yeah and, well, and the weird and the weird melodies. And Tommy just, was ten years prior to this too. Yeah, which is yeah, which is crazy yeah. to think that. But yeah. uh, and even the way in those Alex, I think you said as far as yeah, some of the vocal, as far as how some of the singing, a, a little bit kind of reminded you of like of some Roger, of the early who Roger Daltrey. Yeah, e- yeah, yeah. Where uh, or even some of the weird like when uh, on this album, like when he gets into some of these kind of like mental breakdown, like little passages, the way he his voice breaks kind of sounds like some of those weird little songs on Tommy. Yeah, where right. Uh, yeah. I will say in general that the there's overly no bo- Britishnessness there's no, there's of no the Boris vo- the Spider on this album though. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said the over over the top Brit stuff in this album can you know to borrow their expression sod off in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> when it really breaks down, it gets a little crazy, and I just right. I, I start reaching for the the next button on my mouse or keyboard <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, I appreciate Bob Ezrin and the work that he did. I don't think Pink Floyd has really worked with a. Um, I mean, a super producer. He definitely had some credits to his under his belt uh, at this right. time, um, including the band that we will not mention. But uh, you know, is well known for putting together uh, great work, and uh, you know, he definitely is a super producer. Um, I guess I would sum up this album. Uh, it's not going to be a bold opinion, but uh, too much Roger and too little Richard. Uh, I don't even know if he's even officially a member of the band at this point. <laughs> I think that's, he literally that's the told ultimate understatement. Uh, Roger. Yeah, I, I think he literally told him to f off when Roger wanted him to come in and record some that, parts that, or whatever. Like you it, can really it, hear it too. It it's was sad. Uh, so what was your rating? Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5 okay. and I'll get into yeah. oh, that's uh, fair enough. more uh, details later. But uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm going with Kevin on Mindcrime. Operation Mindcrime, Queensryche, 10 of 10 all across the board. You know, and I always appreciate yeah. stories that, you know, I talked about traditional story structure where you have a character, a flawed character who overcomes obstacles and they make sacrifices and then they return to the beginning and you can compare and contrast their growth. And that's really the essence of yeah. so many stories. And you get this here too. And I think there's a lot of connections that you will hear to Operation Mindcrime in Pink Floyd's The Wall. But uh, yeah, let's jump in. All right. We're going to start can I- with... Yeah. Oh, I was Go just going to say real quick, I, I was thinking of another album, and, and I couldn't remember if it's technically a concept record or not. I want to say in recent interviews, I've heard him say that it, it is a concept record, but I don't know if it's necessarily considered one but then i just literally read this as you were about to go into the first song but i was going to say if i'm jumping a few decades uh melancholy and the infinite sadness by smash it is I, I think is, it technically is i mean it's is, a- is one of it's, it's a double album and literally the uh quote i just read here is billy corgan described the album at the time as the wall for generation x so he was That's trying not- to make his own the wall and I almost feel like I can get it. So anyway, I was at a virtual reality summit at one point and there was an artist there. She was a, a graphic designer and she had in virtual reality created, um, virtual pieces that represented songs for melancholy and infinite sadness. And each, like it was just this universe of art Oh yeah, and she would be painting. Like I, I have to look that up and send it to you guys because it was incredible. Like I, I have no that's experience really, with the Smashing really Pumpkins, wild, yeah. but that was like, yeah. yeah, like she's really good at what she does, and I can really, you know, like if a good. And my point being that a good concept album is something that somebody else can take and create their own art out of. I think so. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, or you know, at least inspires others. Whether it's Queensrÿche, Billy Corgan, or you know whomever this artist's name was. Sorry, I don't remember, but I will try to look it up and send it to the group. So okay. let's get started. <laughs> All right, yeah, this is In the Flesh, and this is the one with the question mark. So we are starting (laughs) off with track one. (laughs) 
You know, I I wanted to pick up on Alex's point too about the production, and I love how right off of the the bat we're in the '80s. You can totally tell yep. the drums are bigger, mm-hmm. the guitars have an arena ambience. Like even the mm-hmm. fills, like I don't remember Nick Mason drumming like that. Just kind of like it's it's almost like this. Just uh, uh, I guess I just call them arena fills. They get very time heavy mm-hmm. and do, 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 do. I mean, there's just a lot of just that uh, that feel. And it's '79, so give them a lot of credit for being uh, a few years ahead of the game. Yeah, Mark, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna say the exact same thing. I'm glad you went, but I just said awesome opener, and it was always been a, a favorite of mine. Uh, I actually love the do 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 do. I lo- I love that <laughs> kind of like barbershop quartet kind of thing going on there. And I said, yeah, production is back. Excellent clarity and power. And yes, Nick's doing well on the drums here. Mm-hmm. So giving Nick a lot of props <laughs> on this album. And it, I said it's heavy but catchy, and it's a good way to get people ready for the journey. Yeah, I will say too. Um, one thing uh, we get it from the start on this song but one thing to compliment personally that i like throughout the album are i find the effects generally to be on point and well done and mm-hmm. not not overly annoying most of the time you know you know we can we can debate on previous albums all we want but most of these like i don't know there's there are parts where i take huge inspiration just thinking about the use of the sound design and the effects and you know, if they're going to do this, they really went pretty much all out with it. So I appreciate that as well. And I, I like the way this one ends, this yes, particular track. Yes, I yeah. love how the show ends at the beginning. That's so cool. Yeah, this yeah, this song is where it's uh, it's the story. Oh, Kevin, were you done? Or did you have another? No, yeah, story? yeah, go ahead, Chris. Okay. Yeah, it's funny because yeah, it, it's funny the, the, uh, as far as how the album flows. It's almost like a kind of a U-shaped curve where it starts, and which gives it a cinematic feel to it, like watching a movie where it starts with the artist on stage uh, or the pink character kind of talking about like here I'm this rock uh, super god or whatever you want to call it, but what's really going on behind the scenes. And then all of a sudden it starts going down towards the beginning and then it goes back. Uh, yeah. So it's almost like a retrospective kind of from the point of the, which I thought was interesting. It doesn't just start at the beginning. It just kind of, yeah, it's like a reflecting back on why or how he ended up where he's at at yeah, what's that uh, called? In media res, uh, right in the middle of the action. Basically, start the story starts at the top. Top, right? Yeah, right in the middle yeah. of the. I guess you want to call the emotional the kind of his the emotional pit for the pink character, mm-hmm. and then yeah, kind of, and then it pretty much jumps into the beginning. Uh, but it was where yeah, that guitar part you play too was kind of interesting because it's kind of sounds like the end of an album, but it's I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it's I, worth starting off. Right. But one thing that I'm yeah. really tired of with Pink Floyd yeah. to this point is bookending their albums. Like, how many in a row have they just, it ends how it begins. And I know I just said that that's the classic storytelling device. And, you know, but then there are people who are as talented and as creative as Pink Floyd are that they could sometimes delve into a different type of device. So we'll see where it goes with the wall. But, I mean, this is just an overture through and through. Right. Would you say what the... would you say that's one thing I wrote. Would you say with this beginning piece, though, is it... uh, is it after he's kind of come to or kind of come to the realization that he has an issue or is it kind of focusing on that he hasn't he hasn't yet kind of come to terms with where he is what 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 was your impression uh as far as the concept is concerned uh again i don't know how much you really read into the uh cuz it kind of sounds like yeah he's putting on a face i think that i think it was the last lyric on there uh, on the song um you'll just have to claw your way through this disguise um uh, 
you know, does that mean that he hasn't quite gotten to where he would, if you want to call it the rebirth or the realization that he has? You know, uh, Chris, I have to give you credit on that. I have to yeah. sidestep that question because I don't think I read into it that deeply. I was okay. actually marking right. down chords like one, two, three, five, like on this. Okay. So someone else might have to take that one. But, you know, I, I always felt that it was he just that he, we started when he was. I mean, if the movie starts, it opens with a, a giant show and then he walks okay. off stage and then we we begin our story. And they're kind of at okay. their peak, yeah. like, you know, live at Wembley or whatever. OK, I feel All like right. that's probably at the point the end of the song like like that the those ending lyrics probably is at the point where it's either realized or or is just about or is on the yeah yeah it's just like on the cusp of realizing that this is kind of who he is yeah Yeah. but okay yeah uh, (laughs) no 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 i i I appreciate like kind of diving into this because there's so many different aspects to this as we have talked about and yeah, we're gonna have to move on because we got uh what twenty six tracks <laughs> or something yeah, like do. that. This is the thin ice. If you should go skating on the thin ice of life, dragging behind you the silent reproach of a million tears. fascinating thing with this record where you've got these weird little again like dramatic uh kind of plot points uh that are very much yeah like you're kind of sitting at like the civic opera center or whatever i mean very kind of non-rock and then all of a sudden dave comes in with the guitar solo <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like okay for, for, firmly kind of stay like si- situates or yeah like stabilizes it in the uh, uh in the rock uh in the rock genre uh and it works for whatever weird reason i don't know what uh uh, but yeah, this is pretty much yeah, kind of a fascinating uh, kind of starting at the beginning. Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, where you could see. I don't know if it's a contempt for looking back at his at the at Pink's parents or whatever. Where you kind of where it seems like they're setting him up for disaster. Where it kind of uh, says, yeah, and the sea may look warm to you, baby, and the sky may look blue, and then all of a sudden it drops into yeah, kind of like once you reach kind of your the modern life and you're out in the world. Yeah, that it's not. Yeah, there's that's yeah, not not exactly what you would expect, and that it's yeah, whether or not you're gonna get through it is up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way I envision this is that um, I, I I see a rock. Call, I'm just gonna call him Roger. Uh, I'm not gonna call him Pink, but yeah. uh, he goes. He's basically going from show to show, and the you know the the quiet parts. You know that uh, you know that 50s chord progression. Um, you know, just with the piano. Uh, to me, just feels like he's writing that in his journal in the green room. And the breaks with David soaring is back to another show. And then it's to mm, another city. That's interesting. And he's in another green room writing another the, the second verse. And then back to another show. That's just kind of how I picture yeah, this. See, this, see uh, you're, pay, you're, pay, you're paying music. attention. You're getting into the deepness. Like I said, I didn't think, <laughs> yeah. of, I, 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 I didn't think of that. 
And that's that's very astute. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Uh, maybe that is. Who knows? Like again, these mm-hmm. a lot of these records. Yeah, you kind of take away your own. Uh, uh, you kind of make your own conclusions sometimes. Well, we've got yeah. a lot of pressure on us to discuss concept and not just flush it, everything. So <laughs> yeah. that's the and that's the thing. Especially yeah, and, yes. Go go ahead. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say this. Yeah. This is one of the hardest things with this album is that I would listen to this song and be like, oh, okay, I get it. We're we're setting up the story. It's our exposition. Here we are. We're doing this. And then later, a couple songs later, a little bit down the line, I'm like, well, did we really need that song? I'm not sure. And then I I start thinking, like, I don't know if we needed that song. So maybe we just cut it. It's hard to separate the music that you want to listen to versus the stuff that needs to be there. Like the little clinky piano and the little, you know, doo-woppy chord progression. It's like, I kind of hate that. But then the guitar parts are cool. But then, you know... I don't know. Like it's that, hard to separate it, what yeah, needs to be there versus what sounds right. good. No, that, and that's yeah the problem. Yeah, you know, the, the like what I mentioned in my opening statements. Yeah, the the concept versus the music itself is very hard because you have to look at it from those two perspectives. Okay, yeah, this is not like slippery when wet or whatever. I mean, it's <laughs> this is a record. I'm you, you struggling have to look at. already, and it's song two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing with concept. You can't look at them like a normal record. You have to. You kind of have to. Yeah, dig a little. You can't just talk about the music. You have to kind of look at the you know, at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And oh, we're maybe, gonna dig. Yeah, we're well, gonna may, dig. Well, well, maybe yeah. that's maybe that's good that I'm coming in. Uh, you know, at, at the end yeah, here because yeah. I'll just state I'll probably be majorly talking about the music on this album. So just <laughs> listeners, go into that. That that's probably what I'm going to be commenting most right. on. And musically, I think it's very good. I said uh, music very good. I'm saying. Uh, you know, listening to this and, you know, maybe just by default because it's piano heavy, but I just was, you know, Elton John and Billy Joel were coming to mind when I was listening to this song. I like David's vocal tone a lot and the guitar looks very tasteful. So maybe that's all I'll state on this one. Alex, Alex is going to be uh, the side of Light the Sky's personality that just speaks about the music. And that's uh, it. That's all maybe, I'm here for today. Maybe, maybe the by the end of this episode, uh, one of us, other three, just goes crazy and shuts themselves off from the rest of the group, uh, <laughs> never to talk to each other. Yeah, <laughs> Again, exactly. As in a mirror to the concept album. Yeah. You just don't get um, but, it. No, you don't get it. You, don't, you can either stay or you can get but, the hell out. <laughs> well, it's Pink Floyd. Come on, we're not talking about I want action here. Right, you know, it's just a pretty boy Floyd or or anything. Is, uh, you know, you gotta, I don't know. I don't maybe, know. uh, maybe that's why uh, Rick left the band. Who knows? Yeah, he wanted some more action. He wanted less <laughs> thin ice. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start off on our another brick in the wall journey uh, with part one. Daddy, what else did you leave for me? Just breaks in the wall. 
So without getting uh, too ahead of myself, uh, I'm just going to say that this has historically been my favorite part of the Brick in the Wall series. Um, I think it still holds up on these last listens. There's something about it. I think this finally puts the story into gear. We shifted into one here. And, and you can feel some of the emptiness and the subtlety in the music. I, I quite like the simplicity of this song and just the, man, that guitar fill at the end there with the delay going and the Perfect. voices, the layered voices are just so done so well, panned nicely to the side with the harmonies and... Maybe it goes on a little bit too long just at the end. Maybe we could have had a little bit more Rick. Um, but I, I'm liking the way this is setting things up. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree. I said, you know, what can be said? Obviously, a uh, very popular staple song that you hear on the radio a bunch. But the guitar tone is incredible. We're getting back into that Wish You Were Here production. I would say they're even going a step further here. Uh, where that guitar tone is just so clean and pristine and it just almost sounds like di'd into the board uh which i i like i I might be totally wrong and that's what his rig was at the time but that's just what it sounds like to me and you know this spacey echoey delay pink floyd is like my favorite pink floyd and uh i'll comment more later uh with one song in particular, why I love it so much. But like, to me, this like predates the edge and U two, which made, you know, his style so famous with a lot of that delay, clean kind of strat mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's really, you know, implanted here. And I'm like, it's back right here is where it, this album is back to sounding like a futuristic eighties album before anyone else really kind of touched this. So I, yeah. I think it's great. And yeah, I listened to it through my open back headphones. I had the, a nice flack version going on the audio audiophile experience and just listening to it with the headphones and closing the eyes, just the, the delay and the panning and through both ears, it just sounds so good. Excellent job on the uh, engineering of this record. It's sweet without being overly saccharine. Like it's just layered just enough times, you know, they yeah. hit that heavy guitar just once and they don't overdo it. And then as soon as the heavy guitar hits, then it's kind of that, you know, just this echoey over knee, over, mm-hmm. over top. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the vocals and the layering there. Kevin, there's a part at zero minutes and 30 seconds I'd like you to cue up. And this is also something that comes up later, too. So let's take a listen there because there's something I really like. I mean, you could back it up another second or two because it was that memories, that how deep sure. and like, I want to hear that whole line. Just a memory. Yeah. I mean, that's so good. It's so it, turn up the weird. reverb. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it swells. It's 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 <laughs> almost Gregorian or something. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous, but uh, that does come up later. I just wanted to bring that up as a point. It almost sounds like Mist to me, uh, the computer game. Um, I don't know <laughs> yes. why, but uh, it, it just kind of has that feeling of like the book spiraling in darkness. Like I always, you know, if we're going to talk about <laughs> where we were with the overture and then our little, um, you know, in between shows, this is when it starts to get quite a bit darker and really kind of delve into that uh, that that. You know, sector of his mind, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I want to call that for later reference. Yeah, this is definitely the. I think probably as far as the, if you want to say Roger, the pink character. This is really where the, as far as putting up the walls. I mean, it's in the song, but I mean, if you look at the concept and the story, this is probably the most important uh, uh, 
kind of moment in the story as far as you know, kind of adolescent being starting to build that wall between him and the rest of the world. I think this song, I think, has to do with, because um, it references his father a lot. I think it had to do with after his father died and trying to come to terms with that and just pushing him more farther into himself, I guess. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's like one, it's, this whole album is just one step clo- closer to full. And I think that that was the point towards fully uh, closing yourself off in the world. And here it's with, uh, first, I think it's with his father. Yeah. 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 Daddy's flown across the ocean, leaving just a memory snapshot mm-hmm. in the uh, family album. He'd think, okay, there's, yeah, that it's, that it's, it's somebody he's not directly in contact uh, and kind of all mm-hmm. of asking later, like, what have you given me that'll help me kind of, yeah, kind of get through the rest of this journey. Well, that's a really yeah. good fitting uh, effect to that lyric then. Just like, I mean, it almost sounds like it's being sent across an ocean. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just props to them on, on tying the lyrics and that together. Of course, it so, is a concept album. So. Does anybody <laughs> have an, an, an uh, is there overplayed uh, uh, sense getting triggered here? Not, not to part one. No. I don't think. It's kind of funny. Uh, I always, yeah. I actually, I, I haven't heard part one nearly as much. Mm-hmm. No, there, there, there is a, there is a fatness to one in part one and three. That's very interesting. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but part, yeah, part two, it's got that. That was just an unintended hit single. That sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and yeah, also let's, ruined let's by start. a later video, but I'll get to that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start getting there. Um, because I've I've heard these two grouped together sometimes, but this one is the happiest days of our lives. This this is the part of the album that gets just a little too close to Queen for me. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. I I really related to this for whatever reason. I mean, just kind of having some crummy teachers growing up, and I just love how just how blunt he is. Yeah, where it's like but where Queen he kinda would go- be exact. That was such Queen style, though. Well, maybe maybe it, I mean I don't bluntness. know. Like I said, maybe I didn't pay as much attention to. Uh, 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 yeah, to the, I mean, because Queen, I mean, we're really very much yeah, kind of hit singles versus a full concept. Um, and I don't know. I just like, well, I don't I don't think Freddie was as cynical as. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you having more of a problem with the delivery that versus what, actually what he's yeah, is the, I mean, is the delivery too much Queen? The vocal delivery. I mean, yeah. the uh, I mean, just the way that that guitar kind of gallops. Um, I mean, even like fat bottom girls has that irony to it, that that over the topness. Um, but right. I mean, I, you know, jazz was just big a year ago. So um, like it just it just feels less original. And I just right. hear it's all it's also got. And I know that that was, uh, I think, an issue some people had as far as kind of that disco vibe. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that dominates uh, the brick in the wall trilogy. Uh, just that kind of whether it's the guitar playing or the rhythm itself. Uh, yeah, so maybe I guess you could say it's not very, yeah, not as original, but, uh, again, we're talking about a Roger Waters, Pink Floyd or Roger Waters dominated Pink Floyd record. Yeah. So there's, I think enough of him comes through that kind of keeps it, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind well, of I mean, heard. Freddie Mercury would never sing down in that low range, and that's that's nice, but it no, just, yeah. again, it just kind of gets too close to it to where I just feel like I, and I want my Pink Floyd and my Queen separate. Like, I don't want those, I don't want the peas mixing with the, the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, again, this is another one I, again, just looking at it a little bit deeper than I had in the past, and I just love how cynical he is. Uh, you know, just talking about, like, you go to school, you got these kind of, like, jerk teachers that just try to, you know, they're kind of tormenting you and then trying to set you up for disaster. And mm-hmm. then very much kind of, like, or, and I can imagine, yeah, you know, at certain points having this kind of, like, or you just hope when they get home they're being kind of abused by their, <laughs> what was the line, their fat and psychopathic wives would thrash them. I don't know, yeah. I just love that. I, I love that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's very appropriate. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's time to get on to part two of Another Brick in the Wall. We all know this one, and obviously this is the one that you could definitely mark down as being heard on the radio a billion times, you know, throughout the course of your life. I also feel like it's one of the, you know, whether you love it or hate it now, it's one of the signature moments of this album. Mm -hmm. And personally, I don't think you could quite eliminate it and the album would feel the same. I also feel like it's one of the better... Like, it's one of my favorite guitar solos on the album. Mm-hmm. It gives me, like, a dark side vibe to it mm-hmm. and kind of ties in the past because we have a lot of, we've had a lot of new feeling Pink Floyd up to this point. You well, know, I love this how is very it much 1979. So effortlessly from that disco feeling Pink Floyd to yes, right into back that. to 73, you know? Yes, yes. I love that so much. And, oh, man, yeah, I, 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 I just I, don't I, think if you're going to say that, yeah, it's hard to. Say like, oh, I would want this off forever. Not like we're loving or flushing yet, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll just be quick because you were mentioning disco, and I think I actually read that here. Is that this album was kind of the first time they were really um, incorporating sort of that those disco kind of four on the floor, almost dancey drum grooves mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, it- it's funny uh, that you mentioned that. Uh, uh, I guess David Gilmore initially was very reluctant to absorb these styles because I guess for what I don't know if it was Bob Ezrin or, or Roger Waters or if there were other people involved in the production who like said, no, we want you to start. We want you to add some of these elements. And I guess Dave was like, I don't want to do it. I don't like that. <laughs> and so he kind of just to try to get into the mode and trying to find something he would. I guess he spent a quite a, uh, a few time, uh, uh, quite a lot of time down at some of the local like, discos. Uh, and actually would just sit there not really enjoying himself, but just kind of listening and kind of observing <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> would spend, would spend hours down at the club like this, whatever the English equivalent of studio 54 or whatever, he would go down there and just watch 
and trying. And I guess, yeah, then he came back with a lot of these moments. He kind of, I guess, he, I don't know if he had an aha moment where he just kind of got enough where it's like, okay, like they want this or I'm going to give my best spin on it. Cer- certainly didn't slack off on the solo then. If you no, I'm glad that that's, that's, that's such a great, but that's still a Dave solo too. I mean, it's enough. Oh, that's, yeah. that, that, that's the, that, that's the sign of a true kind of where you kind of take things and you're still you though. It's still Dave Pink Floyd. Yeah. esque. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to comfortably yeah. numb, but that's well known as being one of the greatest guitar solos, not only on this uh, album, yeah, or not right. only of Pink Floyd, but maybe even of all time. And I say that there's probably an argument to make that this one is better. Well, just between the transition and moving through the styles and the callbacks, I think mm-hmm. you could make a little bit of an argument. I, I don't know. <laughs> Kevin, 326, can you cue that up? I want to do a quick uh, love it or flush it on that part there. Oh, okay. I know what I think you know what <laughs> Can't have any pudding! How can you have any pudding if you don't get me? Okay, you can stop it. Okay. Uh, well, that's a hundred percent love for me because uh, <laughs> any any accent as strong as that uh, gets gets the W in my mind. Chris, yeah, what, did, what do you, you think? Yeah, what hilarious. They, it's 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 just a weird part of the concept. I know it was funny. I was uh, just in my research. Yeah, where. Yeah, what, what did they say that uh, Roger incorporated like four or five different accents? Like it was like Northern England, like uh, uh, like Irish, uh, and some other kind of other like uh, 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 kind of that part of European kind of dialect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was weird. I did. I, I thought they were incorporated. I didn't realize those, those were all him doing that. But uh, wow, I didn't either. Wow. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, I think those were. Yeah, it, it was just Roger kind of you know, just kind of goofing off and trying to in, to inhabit some of these weird characters. Uh, but yeah, well, that wasn't the part where it said you can't have your pudding if you haven't eaten your meat. Was it that yeah. one? Was that the? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah again, this yeah. is just again, this is just working within the concept. Again, we're not listening to a traditional. Yeah, even more so now, even compared to animals. I mean, here we're really in. Uh, again, just listening to this record, I pretty much had my eyes closed a lot of the time, like kind of like pretending I was sitting in like the audience of some theater. And that's technically where the live shows were. They were in small like small theater arenas. And you're just kind of watching, yeah, like, again, the lights come down or you, you pan off to a different carrier. Yeah, this is not, yeah, this is, pro- again, probably uh, maybe a little bit more poppy version of Animal. Or it's, it's still a very much a concept record, but, again, it's got the hooks that animals didn't have. Uh, yeah. But, again, but, yeah, this is definitely much more in the, uh, as far as a play, um, like, well, seeing, like, a theatrical play very setting. Broadway, yeah. Right, exactly. That, that was my point, yeah. And that's why you can be critical, yeah, just from a... Uh, I'm just a music listener perspective. Yeah, where it's like, okay, that's just kind of goo. But again, it belongs there because it's a part of the weirdness of the well, the wall concept. Yeah, gotta say though, I give it a strong flush. I hate it. It annoys me. Well, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying I would go back. I mean, again, and I've said, I know I've said this a couple of times, but you have to look at this record from two different perspectives. Yeah, you look at it from the concept again and the music. Yeah, that's one thing, point I want to make. If, if there's one thing that for the listeners, yeah, that this is a record you can't listen to conventionally even with the previous record which is still very much a music yeah here yeah you got to pretend yeah like you're again you're watching a play and you're just watching all these weird little plot devices were playing themselves out and then and it just kind of carries the story some along. of it not all of it needs to be there though i mean i don't know i don't know like i said is... i yeah I'm, I, I can be as critical as you are as, as far as like okay i'm not 
It's like, I don't, I don't want to hear that, but yeah. I, but if I were, I mean, I'm a big fan of Richard Wright and I could totally see him coming into the studio and, okay, so what'd you guys do today? And then that part hunts on. I need to get him to like, turn around, like, all right, where's the groupies? Like, you know, just get me back to my, you know. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, but then we like, wouldn't have just, had, like, yeah, we wouldn't have had no, all that footage. Kids. of yeah, they're no. getting all while potting. Like, I could just say, like, what are you doing? Like, well, yeah, we, I'll tell you why it fails in terms of the concept and why I'm going to give okay. it a flush is okay. because the, I'm going to bring you back to my own childhood. I'm in middle school talking about Pink Floyd and one of my friends just laughing about how funny this was how, how, and imitating how could you pudding if you don't eat your meat, blah, 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 blah. And it was hilarious and we thought it was the funniest thing in the world and that, you know, oh, wow, isn't that funny? That's not the point. You know, that's, so obviously <laughs> that, that's where my we, missed the point, we missed the point. We missed the point. Mm-hmm. You know, of the entire concept when we were younger. And if it's not, if you isolate it out and we're like, oh, laughing at it as a joke. Well, that's, it's, it's not supposed to be funny. Apparently it's right. supposed to be traumatic, but we're all laughing at it. So right. and, I guess and, and, that, and again, that's a I, fail, isn't it? The fact guess, that well, it's like over a perfect beat that just fits within another one bites the dust. <laughs> I know that song was released like six months later, but still it just kind of got that boom, and, and boom, again, boom. The drum just... And I think I think that's what you said, Mark, as far as just that kind of British, whatever you want to call it. That's in. I mean, Pink Floyd was probably one of the most British of all the British bands of that era. Maybe that didn't what, have to be plenty of Brits did not have to. I mean, it almost sounds Australian to me. It's over the top. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, like I, I think said, it's to, time. I think I think it's time. We're going to have to wrap this. Yeah, yeah, we got a long way to go, go here, thing, guys. Yeah, we, we, we got many much more Britishness to go uh, through and slog I'm through. I'm tired of it already. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, let's deal with some mother right here. first thought was that there's just a lot of John Lennon in this um, and just even down to the way that the musical verses follow the lyrics rather than the other way around. I mean, that was a very big George Harrison, John Lennon, just Beatles staple, just that if this is the way the lyrics are, then, you know, we're going to have three measures in this uh, in this verse rather than four, you know, typical just like progression of four. And you could even hear that here. It almost reminds me of Seesaw uh, back in the uh, mm. the olden days of Pink Floyd. We're well past those days, but uh, it definitely is an interesting kind of retrospective to that. But then we get to 250. Kevin, can you cute up 250? I think I know where exactly where that is, sure.
Guys, we're here. It's the 80s. Oh, it is. Yeah. We're here. We finally <laughs> reached the 80s. <laughs> Said I'd do a lot of coke and vote for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that that lick at 304? I think, Kevin, you ended at that. Doesn't yeah. that sound so yeah. poison? Yes. Like, isn't it, isn't yes, it so it funny does. how, like, it's six so or C-C. five years from now, CC DeVille <laughs> wow. is going to be playing that everywhere? Like, isn't that crazy that we're only five years? Like, we were just in the 70s, and we were, like, they even took us back to, like, the 60s and Seesaw, and now it's the 80s. Now we're We may have balloting. just lost the Pink Floyd fans, but we just gained the Poison fans. <laughs> yes. I don't I don't think you could have killed that for me more than you just did. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you from John Lennon to CC DeVille. I was thinking, if anything, that was more Leonard Skinner than everything a little bit anything yeah. but oh, i so i so hear brett michaels it, crooning <laughs> yeah i want to i want to hear the br- i, I want to hear the yeah the brett michaels band cover of mother yeah that'd be a weird uh <laughs> weird take <laughs> well i was gonna say props to nick mason but for whatever reason uh he didn't play on this song so uh okay <laughs> oh no the king of hiding like you why? think he's playing he's really know. just having a ball why would you hire a session studio like what about this song <laughs> decided <laughs> you know we need to hire a big name session musician for mother <laughs> somebody who didn't make it to the studio on his studio day yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny it's hard because i don't know i don't know if that hurts oh the, it's uh, jeff yeah, percaro's the- on this song too yeah, one of the best session drummers of all time, yeah, Toto, yeah, baby. Yeah, it's funny. If you look at the, uh, as far as the personnel on this record, there's quite a few people that aren't Nick or Rick, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if that hurts the uh, the lyrics a little bit for me, just as far as your mu- descriptions of the music. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I love the music. I think. Yeah, there's. Yeah, because again, great. it's kind of an interesting as far as kind of the mother and the son characters speaking to each other. You've got the call, uh, kind of, yeah, the back and forth, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of conversation as far as yeah, the mother almost kind of setting up her son for kind of, uh, I guess if you want to call it emotional immaturity, maybe 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 too much later in life. Yeah, kind of shielding him from the world. Yeah. And I, it, I just feel like this makes the thin ice irrelevant. I don't know. That's the way I felt. When I was yeah, because again, yeah, because again, you got in that saying you've got kind of both the parents are kind of setting it now here. It seems I don't know. Maybe yeah, where maybe the mother is more of well, definitely because I think the father, uh, yeah, in, uh, right. in the wall part one, I think he he's gone. Yeah, right. He dies so we and know everything. in Brick in the Wall part one he's gone. Yeah, and maybe and that's then, what, then you the got a whole comes- song about mother. So why do we need the thin ice? Scratch yeah. it. Yeah, you can say maybe you can draw like all these silver linings or I mean, yeah, that all ha- are uh, all ha- have an impact on uh, on Pink or Roger, whoever you want to call him on, on his on his character. But it seems, sure. yeah, definitely here. I mean, yeah, the, his mother seems to have an even more cool because, yeah, she, I mean, he she was there for more a, a bigger chunk of his life than his father was. And sure. so that's where uh, and you can see, like, at the same time, she's protecting him, protecting him. She's also kind of setting him up for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for again, yeah, the uh, immaturity later in life and self destruction. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Mother. Great performances by the band or not. Um, <laughs> who knows? But <laughs> we got to move on because we got quite a few of these and we want to get this done before uh, next Wednesday or whatever. <laughs> uh, so uh, we have to move on to Goodbye Blue Sky.
second ones Did, 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 did you hear the falling bombs? Did, 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 did you ever wonder why we had to run for shelter When the promise of a brave new world unfell beneath the clear blue sky? All right, I'm going to pop in here uh, real quick before you guys go, just because I'm not sure how you guys are going to rate this one uh, lyrically. And I think I was doing a little reading. Even Roger said that this kind of portion of the record uh, was a little maybe confusing to him, like he wasn't quite sure what to really do with this section, um, if I read that right. But uh, this might be the biggest Stocks on the Rise song we've had on this podcast so far in all three bands. Holy hell. Holy hell. I I, I don't know where this song came from, how I never really paid attention to it before, mm-hmm. but I'm like dumbfounded. Like This has become one of my favorite Pink Floyd songs this past week. And I listened to it, and it literally just brings out like this emotion out of me when I listen to it. And it's those, it's just that guitar and the way it's light and dark. And I was listening to it again, like right before the podcast, and the way when that little boy says that, you know, there's the airplane in the sky and it comes in, I like get teary eyed. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but there's not many other songs that brings out that emotion in me, but it's just like, one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. I, I Kevin stalks on the rise. I, there it is. <laughs> it, it's so incredible. Like just the way that they could do those harmonies and uh, anybody hearing a little fade to black uh, on that guitar there. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to, I was, was, was going to a little hysteria. I mean, I mean, just, no, I only say that because we covered Metallica and it's been on the brain, but yeah. wonderful it, song. I, I completely, Completely agree, Alex. You jumped in there before I could. Like you just got to the chat faster than I could because I would have said the exact <laughs> same thing. I was sitting there uh, working on one of my cars and listening to this album in the background, and it was just like, okay, another brick in the wall. Like, my mother, I've heard that before. I kind of hate how that one starts, but it gets kind of good. And then like, what? Like what was it? Like I went over to my phone. Like what song was this? I, I don't. Again, I don't think I've ever heard this one before in my life. Very I played filling. it again, and then I played yeah. it again. It's, <laughs> it's just it's filling. pure ecstasy i mean just the that 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 john carpenter synth or almost mm-hmm. like a george romero film like that those low 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 just very yep. pad synths underneath um i mean it reminds me of and it's kind of fitting because our next guest is a friend of mine and uh also somebody that you know early on uh when i was writing music for films uh he was one of the first guys that i work with and uh his film entitled loss of hope um was just like and he's a huge floyd fan he sings in a Floyd cover band um and I never really made the connection wasn't even sure he was a big Floyd fan at the time he made that film but it just perfectly exemplifies that film and that shift but I mean even the top even the story of the film is similar just that just the way that it shifts from dark to light the way it just almost kind of feels that that you'll never see the blue sky again just that it, it's just perfect music painting it's it's incredible and somehow so nostalgic like I don't I don't know what about it sounds so like a loss of innocence too yes, like, welcome I had, to the I had world. that marked down as well actually you feel that you feel that happy innocence during those, you know, the major moments of the guitars and the the singing and then, you know, with the bombs, you know, that that's just gone. 
Yes, the bell written, right? Is it is it true that supposed to be? I think. Yeah, it's is it true that he was talking about the uh, the Blitzkrieg? Was that the in England? That was something that I read. I don't know if that yeah, was. I, I uh, think so. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be Bale. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it I is. I think uh, I've had like Aces High has now been it bumped out in terms of my favorite songs about the Battle of Britain. This yeah. one, Goodbye Blue Sky, has bumped yeah. off Iron Maiden's Aces High. Well, it's 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 also d- difficult too to do. Uh, I mean, I always appreciate when bands do very heavy topics, but in a context like this, which is very uh, very uniquely ballady. There's that word again. I haven't pulled that yeah. out in a while. Ballady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh no! Yeah, I would, Mark's it yeah. starts sinking for Mark now. No, I, I, I it's incredible. It, it's a true ballad. Yeah. I mean, it's the first Pink Floyd song outside of a David Gilmour solo that's made me want to pick up the guitar and learn it. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah. we're what eleven albums in? <laughs> like they're just not really yeah. like a band that I want to learn their riffs. You know, they're not really like that. I mean, like, Unique, break yeah. out the soloist and and plug yeah. into the EVH yeah. and, and and learn and this that, riff. But and this song just kind of solidified why i love doing this podcast so much because i you know didn't know a whole lot of pink floyd in the grand scheme of things and there was a few songs here and there on the first couple albums like a corporal clag or the nile song or there was like a favorite song that i never heard before that came out and i'm like man okay i'm glad i went and listened back because i have some favorite songs now and then i heard this and this is one where if i'm listening to pink floyd now like absolutely going back to this song <laughs> like and repeating it too <laughs> repeating this, to i'm like holy crap this song i can't believe how beautiful it is <laughs> all right yes and we're gonna keep moving along with our story uh this one we may have heard before this is empty spaces punch of stocks on the rise don't think it's as hot as goodbye blue sky uh making its way from the pink sheets uh but this is definitely a (laughs) uh, a welcome to the machine redux that i really appreciate um i love the synth sound i love like how it kind of feels like in five years this will become amazing miami vice music um, yes, I never thought yeah. that before about Pink Floyd, but I could totally see Crockett and Tubbs uh, setting up a bust over this one. Um, and then also, a few little bit later, I mean, I think Kevin will hear it uh, very obviously, but... Uh play the entire song yeah that, that is that is that is pretty great what, <laughs> what, smile what, to my face what god's name was that is that queen's yeah yeah well, yeah, my, yeah. Close, close <laughs> talk about time. a stocks on the rise band 
Every time yeah. I hear a new Queen's Rack song, I'm like, it's Spanish Rock. Also, yeah, up until, uh, up until again, about 94, and then it kind of goes off the cliff. But <laughs> Also, again, that opening sequence is so the burps. Like, that is literally in the burps. Yeah. Just, <laughs> they they the all heck? come from the wall. They all come like the from wall it. Better, that Queen's Rack was borrowing from it, and that the burps was borrowing from it, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's cool to see. I like hearing, and it's so Jeff Tate at 131. It just sounds like Rage for Order. Mm-hmm. I will say too that uh, Empty Spaces is a huge favorite of mine too, and is a stocks on the rise. Um, yeah. Pink Floyd's always, you know, at least for the last, you know, been a master of atmosphere. But here, you can just feel it. You're surrounded by it. You're surrounded by the guitar and the voice, and it just right. fills you up. And I it's- love songs like that. It's mm-hmm. a great like uh, going to the next level in the story song. We can see this is almost like going through the the, the door of the next level the in the mental. In the, yeah, yeah, in, in, yeah, in the like in the mental breakdown where it's like okay, now he's now he's really thinking about okay, how do I continue to close? Yeah, and now where it's like new territory for the for the breakdown, I guess. Mm-hmm, uh, sure. But again, you can you can feel it though, yeah, with just with how with the the fat ambience of the uh, where you can really feel it coming through. Yeah, I really. I mean, just mm-hmm. being kind of just being an an ambient fan and an electronic fan, yeah, I just love that kind of yeah, very muscular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to Young Love. funny our first guest our first ever guest uh kevin mr kevin kiley uh, yeah. uh mentioned that uh, this is the side of pink floyd that he hates um, <laughs> and uh I, I hate to speak for him being that he's not here but uh i was kind of looking forward to getting to this song because he specifically called it out uh i do like this song i think it's a yeah. cool change of pace and i think it grooves and uh although the zz top bit kind of annoys me um the chord progression uh, especially in the in the um the turnaround in the solo is really cool kind of isn't, isn't yes. that typical you know three six two five one um you know even if the solo is a little uh you know maybe not the best on the album but still very solid and you know it's the hey cigar feeling it's that that green room backstage smoky feel i love it yeah mark i was gonna i was gonna say the same thing mark i know that kevin is like you know when we get to this song somebody terminate it for me and i i I texted him on the side because I had heard this song so many times, but for some reason, I never knew that it was called Young Lust. And I think it's just, you know, from listening to it on the radio and I didn't have any metadata or anything to come up on the uh, radio to tell me what the title of the song was. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this song. This is the song you hate. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I can kind of get where he's coming from. I mean, it is a pretty overplayed song and the chorus is a little cheesy but i think the verses are great it's a good rock stomper so i don't know if i would go as far to tee this one yeah (laughs) foreshadowing that's very far i I love it when dave gets gritty with his vocals yeah where it just like yeah yeah, where it just fires 
yeah, off in the very in the very beginning of the I yeah. am just a noob. It's like we gotta like, wow, that's Dave. It's not yeah. It's kind of like uh, um more in yeah. uh, um you know where he was uh, what was what was that one that Alex really liked um the Nile song, song right yeah it's yeah. just it, it, it goes right for the gut and I guess you could say with this song this is where yeah the character is no longer under the tutelage or whatever or the or the watchful eye of his family or his mother or whatever and it's like okay I'm on the road all right I'm going from town to town I'm looking for yeah, I guess yeah that uh, that Rick right uh, dirty love <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> But this yeah. is when though the character's wife leaves him, or around that time, isn't it? Uh, no, that's like that. that's later. That was. Uh, oh, is that one of my? Don't leave me now. Uh, correct. Yeah. No, this is just. I think this is kind of the groupie era where it's just kind of. Freaking. Where, yeah, where he, he's still young. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's still young, but he has found that. If you want to call that freedom? And now he's just looking. Yeah, it's just it's that that animalistic. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. care if you call me simple-minded or whatever. I don't pay enough attention to the concept. But what I need to have the storyline next to me throughout the concept, like through every single <laughs> listen, a, a, a play-by-play book to understand the concept, yeah. I get a little frustrated. You gotta have because the clearly, you, gotta, you gotta read yeah, it with the playball. The playball. Yes, and I, that's that starts to get to me a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I don't bit. know. Like like I said earlier, I think it's a little easier to understand than uh, like what you saw in like uh like again on Tommy or any of those records which is which is very uh yeah, which is very kind of hidden under a lot of imagery, a lot of yeah, kind of metaphorical. Yeah, where you really unless you actually again read up on it, you have the material next to you, you probably won't uh or interviews with the actual band members, you wouldn't know what's going on here. You can kind of if you, but, but why bother putting the concept together at all if nobody understands it? Like, like, well, I guess you could say know. at the time, what did your dad say about animals when we were asking him about the concept? Like, oh, we didn't don't screw care. the concept. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. reading the lyrics. Yeah, I know. yeah we wanted <laughs> thick yeah. guitar solos and, and right, and, and, and that's, there's a lot of that here. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll get know. to my concept rant later too. That's that's we're not mm-hmm. quite sagging right now, but yeah, yes. it's not like I'm listening to. Uh, like Bob Dylan or freaking uh, oh god I can't even think of his name right now. Um, hang on, maybe maybe make an edit note and I'll come back in on this. Okay. Well, you, I, I can you maybe might help not you, like, because I was just to... planning on moving on to the next. Song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we don't have a lot of. It time sounds like to, freaking uh... Bob Dylan, and uh, he's just gonna <laughs> yeah, leave it hanging. Just, just, just nobody ever know. know. I'm just gonna edit. Uh, it sounds like freaking Bob Dylan. You, That's it. If done. you can throw out a song, I can probably, I can probably direct. No, you. the guy who died recently, he was kind of like the old. He wore, he kind of wore like the, uh, the fedora. Um, the Pete Seeger? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Come on. Um, God, he's like super, super old. Not like a Tom Waits guy. Super but he, oh, uh, Leonard Cohen or Leonard Light? Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Go, yeah. It's okay. not. It's not Got like it. a Leonard. It's not a Leonard Cohen where you're going to the music for the lyrics. Like if I'm going to Pink Floyd, like I want to hear him rock. And yeah. you know you're going because David Gilmour is one of the best guitar players, and they write catchy, good, interesting music. And you know if if I'm going to a band where the vocals are the strong suit and the music is not necessarily what you're going for, it's it's more of just sort of a device to kind of push the music. Then I understand it, but I mean, with Pink Floyd, I, I guess that's not really what I'm going to the band for, and you know, and I and I'm trying to open my mind because maybe I should because they are very intellectual lyric uh, writers, and that's what makes them so great is because it's kind of the full package. But I kind of get what you guys are saying, like 
on first listen, that's not what I'm paying attention to. But if you I'm know, putting on a Leonard Cohen record, I would know. All right, well, Alex, listen to the lyrics here, because that's what the meat <laughs> of the issue is. Are we just moving on to one of my yeah. turns? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good Lord. One hour and a half, and we're not even at disc two. <laughs> big fan of Roger Waters solo records uh, even if I'm not too much of a fan of how his Pink Floyd uh, solo direction went uh, just because I feel like when you separate him from the rest of the band he can do what he wants he just it just sounds better um, and this is totally amused to death this really is just you could hear what he would become and it's kind of interesting here but the band gets shunted aside uh, until 202 Kevin can you play that part I have a quick comment there mm-hmm. if you have that up I'm not sure I are you do. running yeah Okay, why does it sound like we are panning between Queen and Foreigner? You know what it, no, like you, it's you like know what four it measures of Queen and then four measures of Foreigner and a then four bit. measures all, of Queen and then it's like, it also where did sounds, that come from? It also has a little bit, I don't know, because I mean, again, they were releasing their, I mean, this is at the beginning of their 80s era to a Genesis. It kind of, I could almost hear like kind of Phil oh, Collins yeah. singing over that. Yeah, Which it's, was Duke it's, at the time, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I guess I guess I can I can jump on you with that one. Yeah, that it's very much yeah, kind of maybe borrowing a little too much from uh, the UK uh, '80s scene, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Again, this is another. Like I said, I, I had a hard time maybe just because I focused on it more in compared to you guys focusing on the music where I'm focusing on you know, the concept. Yeah, I thought it was this was kind of interesting uh, with the uh, yeah, with the whole like inviting a groupie over to his. Uh, his hotel room or apartment or whatever, and not really doing any, anything, just kind of complaining and kind of reflecting on his broken marriage. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I don't know when she tries to kind of reconnect. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess he starts like destroying the apartment. Uh, it's a very yeah. But again, you really have to kind of dig into it to get that. A lot of a lot of this I had to read. I really had to do a lot of research. I guess Kevin, maybe I can support you a little bit. <laughs> that yeah, as far as the the, the the lyrics come through a little bit more once you kind of read and kind of read the as far as yeah, going on the re- researching interviews with the band, uh, well Roger specifically. But I think uh, this is a good piece of music. I, I love how dark it starts. Oh yeah, very much. Yeah, with that with that with that yeah. that synth is that synth is very much the Terminator. Yeah, like that. I, uh, I that synth so that appreciate how they instead of yeah using like a boring old acoustic guitar there, you could so hear that. If instead of the synth, if you're like, yeah, no, the synth makes it so interesting. 
it makes right. it different. So good on that. That was like a that. sustained electric piano. Yeah, it is actually kind of strange that just the the way it's it feels and the attack and the release of of that synth. But mm-hmm. yeah, let's uh, we're gonna keep going down that path for Pink, and this is "Don't Leave Me Now." Kevin, I think this is the one you were talking about as far as just the reflection on his relationship with his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, God, I, yeah, this is another, again, I just love uh, uh, Roger's phrasing. You know, this, guy, this is a guy who doesn't hold back in, as far as getting to the, yeah, as far as the most un- or, uh, politically incorrect uh, musings about kind of human inter- interaction. I love this. Uh, uh, I think it's kind of towards the middle here yeah, where he says, you remember the flowers I sent? I need you, babe, to put through the shredder in front of my friends. <laughs> talk, yeah, <laughs> talk Fargo talk, going on. Yeah, t- t- talk talk about a dysfunctional yeah, relationship. Uh, and then it says, "Oh, babe, yeah, don't leave me now. How could you go? Yeah, I don't. I just yeah, that's a great psychological profile on a yeah, on just a messed up uh, yeah when, <laughs> when you, you know how mu- uh, how I need you to beat to a pulp on a Saturday night." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's just it's very dark. It's very much yeah, kind of like Quentin Tar- Quentin Tarantino esque. Yeah, twenty years or fifteen years before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, there's this song is frustrating to me because I despise that shrieking. Oh, the vocal. Um, yeah, I, I can't yeah. say. I, yeah, but, but yeah. it gets oh, so it's, musically. It's yeah. so when it kicks in. Yeah, it's it does. so yeah, good. Yeah. It's just uh, it's frustrating. Stretch. It's a very fru- this one in particular. It's a very frustrating track. Yeah, because I I was listening to it. I'm like, man, man, Roger, you're gonna, you know, blow your voice out here. Your voice and then, out, and then the band yeah. comes in. I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> so it's like, it's, a, it's a, why is it's this such weird. a tale of two sides? This entire, yeah, I, this thing. Yeah, and I get, yeah, that it's uh, as far as that it fits the vibe. But I think it was just he probably could have. I don't, I don't know. I mean, with his limited vocal style, I don't know if he could have controlled it or edited it a little bit better, where it didn't feel like that he was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote down if they should have brought back the have a cigar guy oh uh, yeah 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 Roy Parker, yeah. yeah yeah that would have been a yeah, no yeah, let's a ditch nick yeah. mason on drums and uh bring in session <laughs> musicians was gonna for that. ditch himself on vocals <laughs> yeah like. that wasn't gonna happen yeah, right. alex you want to delve deep into the thematic uh relevance of don't leave me now or should we just no uh, move on? uh <laughs> no i hoping you were just not calling him for the next five yeah <laughs> No, to, to to be honest, I'm very much in the same headspace as Mark. All I did is I said, 
Uh, you know, I like some of the sound effects, but the uh, melodies in the first half of the song aren't too pleasing. And uh, <laughs> no, yeah. didn't di- di- really sell me on coming back to this one anytime soon. Yeah, this, but again, this, you know, it might be very well part of the concept. So again, that's, yeah. so that's why I don't want to be like, well, get rid of it because it's not pleasing to the ear. Because in a way, you know, maybe it makes total sense to the lyrical aspect to it but it just i guess if i'm doing the simple dumbed down version of it uh, i wouldn't come back to this song but hey <laughs> maybe that's not the point yeah but it's isn't isn't that the thing with every, every concept deal though like oh i didn't like grand vizier's entrance part one well that's part of the concept man you just don't get it no it stinks Get it out here. Yeah, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. Like, like I said, there's a lot on here I, that I will never go back to. But yeah, again, just looking at the does it belong? Yeah, could it have been constructed a little bit better? Yeah, of course. I mean, sure. with a lot of Pink Floyd records. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe that should be my 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 uh, one statement is yeah that the, the this album is a battle uh, 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 between lyrics and music where it's kind of a draw. Yeah, there's never no no. None, or maybe yeah, maybe music comes through a little bit more, but for the most part, yeah, it's always yeah, yeah, yeah. not one side doesn't totally dominate the other, sure. and maybe that's maybe and it's both a uh, a flaw and a strength, I guess. Yeah, it's hard if you yeah. don't buy into the concept. I could see why Richard Wright checked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I don't buy into it. Goodbye. Yeah, I, well, yeah his 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 life was also a mess at this point. Yeah, too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of you're not buying yeah, into so the he, concept. He, All right, here's 26 songs to play on. <laughs> this is a yeah. start. Yeah, I <laughs> Tapes rolling right okay. now. Um, but yeah, let's close out the end of the Another Brick in the Wall series with Another Brick in the Wall Part 3. say uh if there's one thing i appreciate or found myself liking about this all parts of another brick in the wall on this lesson is the fact that uh how they progress as well part one is kind of the laid back empty space atmosphere it gets a little bit harder and and grooves with part two and and we're full-on rocking with part three so the energy is ramped up from part one to part three yeah yeah, it's yeah. weird. I li- I like the vibe of three for for being such a short song. It just feels like it really has again. I'm going to use that word muscle to it. Yeah. Uh, and it just I don't know. It just kind of resonates uh, a little bit more, especially and even even Roger's vocals are seem a little bit more are well kind of constructed. Where it does, when it comes through, it feels it's powerful, but it does a, it's not abrasive though. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I like it. It does seem to be the most muscly version of the three parts, and I love the guitar tones. And uh, uh, Kevin, maybe you'll agree with me here, but uh, for some reason in this part, I know that they, he kind of did these guitar tones a little bit more in the first two parts, but I really heard it here 
Uh, I'm hearing some 80s Alex Lifeson tones here. A little bit. On this yeah, one. Yeah, little, a little, little signals, a little grace under pressure, Aaron. I'm like, that works for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this song, uh, it was ruined by me. It was ruined for me. Um, by Roger. Uh, in the year 2017, he was touring. Uh, there's a video on YouTube of him playing this song. And he's up there playing, uh, and he's singing, obviously. And uh, there's the moment right at the very beginning of where you play, he just sticks his fist in the air and goes, yeah! And then the verse kicks in. And you can just totally, t- he just got caught with his pants down. Oh, yeah, with the lip singing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. He I just, think you said uh, that. Yeah. It, it was just the most, and like, he just, he just, he just, he's so enthusiastic and just thrusts his <laughs> fist in the air. And then it just goes right into the verse. And his, you could hear his vote, and he just catches right back on it. It, was, it just, yeah, it took me out of the song forever. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, there it is. Maybe gets the F for the T later. We will see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's his fault, too. Like, it's not like it was ruined 30 years later by somebody else. No. It was ruined by him. Well, let's close out disc one, side two, whatever you have it in whichever format. This is Goodbye, Cruel World. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do like how it continues the pace of don't leave me now. You know, it's kind of got the same. Yeah. But it's just slow and plotting. And it really just is a, a whimper to the end. I know, Chris, it probably fits lyrically maybe a little bit more than. Yeah, it's, it's a plot device. I, don't, I, don't, just, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't pay much attention to it. It's just kind of like, again, it's almost like a. Uh, where you're switching scenes and you got okay you're kind of going to the oh, yeah no. okay it's Not like a, a, yeah, you're, you're, is this another a scene switcher at the end of the disc doesn't work <laughs> right <laughs> goodbye cruel, cruel world so i don't know you see everything shift to where it's like the total we're in you're into total almost total helplessness now for the pink character i don't know and the tone kind of fits but again is it is it original could it, like i don't know we, we were not you know, i mean did would we to how much differently would we if we were a band how much how differently would we have done that if we were given couldn't we have just yeah, cut if, it with another brick in the wall part three wouldn't, wouldn't that have be a nice closer that's the end you know that's the yeah. end of a brick in the yeah. wall that's the theme that's of the, the first yeah. Yeah, just, record yeah I, yeah if, if, if we were if we if we were nick uh dave and rick how would we yeah how would we have responded to this by, erase, <laughs> by erasing the tape Throwing so, it at you the know, wall. Rick Wright would have just erased it. He would have erased it and then stomped on it and then rolled over it with his car and sent it back to Roger and said, I quit. quit. I Jeez. quit. And then Roger would, yeah, and then Roger would have been like, no, he was fired, actually. Yeah. Oh, so that, okay. That, that's a well, great image. Yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I, love, I love that not, image. Again, not, 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 Did you have uh, something to say about this one? No, I, I just, can't believe you're jumping in here. <laughs> no, I guess I don't. I'm I'm really just stalling and making the podcast longer than it needs to me be. But I just said I guess I get it, maybe in the context of the story, but I wouldn't revisit it. So boom. <laughs> oh yeah. boy, I feel uh, we're slipping a little bit here. All right, <laughs> hey you, let's go. Yeah. Let's let's get some energy. Back. I feel like a, uh, uh, I, like I a, see the a workout I, that's I starting see, to sad. I see the, the, the I see the yawns on the screen. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're gonna have to get into Hey You. Gonna open up the second disc, put on the second record. This would be Hey You. 
you know, the parts of this song that I like are the parts that I really never associated with the song. I always associated with, with Hey You with that opening acoustic, very chorusy sounding guitar. But mm. I mean, I, I love how they bring back that brick in the wall motif that we don't need no education. We don't need no, you know, and, and, and then they just like, just let Dave wail over it. Like that's a good formula. That's a winning formula. <laughs> Glad you stuck with that one. Glad you opened Wayland up this Dave, side. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Kevin, can you play the first, like just start at 10 seconds and, uh, and roll it from there. Doesn't that have a very opening show vibe previously on the wall? That is true. Like it really feels even though like the, uh, this the opener is, of a sh- TV show. This is sequel. supposed to be uh, the closer to this side, I think, and they move this to the opener of this side, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. But I do know what you mean. That that is a. Uh, I thought you were going to compliment compliment the uh, bass playing there. With the, yeah, with, a good with, fretless with brace. Fretless, but, brought out, yeah. Yeah, but of course, um, actually, hang on here. Yeah, that was not Roger either. That was Dave. I was going to say first sign. I was going to say first sign of the fretless bass. I'll take more of that. Then, uh, kind of an overplayed song, but I think deservedly so. Uh, I think it's a big tune. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the cool thing about this album is it's I feel like double albums are tricky because uh, it's got to be such a daunting task to, you know, do that. But the fact that they have so many hits on this album, like people are going to go back to this album and listen to the hits. And yeah, they'll probably skip the obvious fillers and short little songs here. But at least like something like Animals, like that was short, but oh, I, there's on. not really any single territory where you wouldn't really go back to that album so much if you're like trying to listen to Floyd. But here, I think they do a good job of having like good hits and then also kind of carrying the storyline. And this is just one of those examples where it's, you know, this is a revisit song. Absolutely. Yeah. It's probably one of the, as far as a concept album did with a, with a lot of hits, I think it's probably one of the most complete. Because I think albums yeah. like, Mel- like Melancholy, I don't think, had anywhere near the hits. Uh, there's yeah, a good the, amount, but there's a lot of bloat on the second disc. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I agree. Um, and maybe... Tommy might be up there, but still, there's a lot of weird little stuff on there that I don't necessarily go back to. Uh, but I think here, I think there, it's yeah, the wall is one of the few uh, where there's enough hits on here to kind of give it its kind of legendary status. I mean, nothing worse than putting out a two double album concept record and you've got maybe one song, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of gall, too. I mean, you really got to know your, I mean, can anybody think, I mean, I mean, a top to bottom like long double album concept record. Can you think of any that are like where every song is, uh, uh, is just a monster tales yeah. from topographic ocean. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you might be able to make that. It is a concept album. I, it happens when you only do four, uh, four songs, I guess. Was it dream theater? The astonishing a three album slog. Uh, They're 40 songs. Yeah. I don't think yeah, yeah. like anybody has time for that in 2016. Everybody should know by now that double albums, Let's be honest, they work less often, you know, than people attempt them. Let's all, let's put together a double album. Everybody's sliding didn't, through it. Didn't uh, Prince do a, a triple album in the 90s? Like one of his late 90s, he did like a... 
I think he did. If you look it up, I think there was one. I can feel us I, I don't know if that was... so off track. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know that stick to the, the, we're so, the wall here. We're so, yeah, we're we, so... We, we can, we, we can, we I was going to mention yeah. Michael Jackson and Bad being a double album, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get... Is there anybody out there? Is there anybody out there? wanted to bring out that memories from the opener because uh you hear it again here with the out there that yeah. full fat out there just like the memories oh i love the way and they they the voices beforehand uh, that's great yeah, that's it. very yeah. much yeah. it's that's really like what what i love about the 80s like that kind of i know this is it's got a little Peter Gabriel yeah. feel to it oh yes it, it's Absolutely. very weird if, there's yeah. a yeah, moment where it almost yeah there's a moment where it almost feels yeah kind of like very modern too i don't know it's very unique for that's what I love on this record when they do like the short pieces or like, wow, that's really neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because yeah. it's Kevin, hard to do that. Can you play uh, 130? 130. Not a problem. Okay. Uh, back up. So get the full verse. Yeah. Oh, you could stop there, actually. Now play the link I sent you. Okay. No way. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Right. <laughs> I, I, Woo! I, I think it's one of those why is that there moments. Like, why is the Bond theme in the middle of this song? Oh, they hit it. <laughs> why? In, in a weird, yeah. You know, in a weird acoustic. I wouldn't have actually thought of that. Yeah, I mean, you... <laughs> The Bond theme, I mean, unless if it's in its particular context, I don't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, it's funny. Yeah, this, me, it's uh, something you can't unhear. Like, it's such a strong musical motif. Yeah, I mean, if I just looked at it as a minor key, like, yeah, acoustic kind of finger-picking exercise. But, yeah, I guess now, I guess you could say it ruined it for me. Now it's... <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah, I'm here yeah, to do. Yeah, you you laughing in the background and me, listen, okay, now I can't unhear it. Yeah, <laughs> all right, so I guess that's just life, I guess. I mean, what can you say? Um... Uh, so whatever yeah. weird uh, genius you had in this song is completely just throwing it in the it. garbage. We're going. No, <laughs> it, it's funny. I mean, this ties into the one before it. As far as yeah, realizing yeah, now we're at the point where he's realizing. I mean, is this alienation good for me? And now it's like where he's kind of calling out to see if there's anybody left. Right. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, as far as the that's complete, the problem. Is there's yeah. so much of that though on this concept. They're like, still getting the, the getting there. Fourth time we've done that theme, yeah. and we're gonna do it like another five <laughs> times. <laughs> like, I'm tired of this theme already. I don't know. Like I guess I mean that's life. I mean it's like there's a lot of people out there like that where it just takes them a long time to get to the. You know what? But the yeah. next song is nobody home. You know what? And it's like we just did this. <laughs> I, I think I think now is the time to launch into my rant that I was saving for later. I got two, but this is the one. Okay, go ahead. This is the same. Pl- 
plagued us on animals, and it, it's it's here too. You know, I'm sorry, Roger, and this is this is the point. You know, we've been calling him Roger, not Pink. So fine, I'm gonna call him Roger. But the issue is that you know, okay, fine. You're dealing with a lot. You're going through self isolation. You, you know, the, you've had things happen in your past. I grant you that. You know, that's fine. You've you've had traumatic experiences, <laughs> but in all of this, we never get. Like, look in the mirror, Roger. We, we never get that. We never get that self-reflection that maybe he's the blame. You get the blame on the school teacher. You get the blame on the mother. You get the blame on the father not being there. You get the blame on, on his wife leaving him. But you never get the blame on himself. Why? This is where it's sagging for me. This is where maybe I'm not buying po- into it. Because, yeah, you know, if you want to be real about it, yet. say, you know, you know, maybe you're the reason. Maybe the reason your bandmates are talking to you is because of you. You know, maybe that's the reason why you're self-isolated here. That's part of it. You know, I, that's, yeah, that's why I'm not... Explain, and then he expects them to play on his music. Like, yeah. is there anybody out there? Yeah, but... Th- that's, it's like the fifth... Look at this. Just look at this. It's, it's so frustrating. Empty spaces. One of my turns. Don't leave me now. Goodbye, cruel world. Is there anybody out there? And nobody home coming up next. It's like the same thing. Six times already i'm just tired of it it's and i'm again, sure it's, it's his a, band it, this is, this was even what, more tired of it yeah this is his band one, like it's his band what gave him pink floyd what gave him the oh okay yeah this is the mothership of uh, kind of negative Nick records Mason's sitting yeah, on the background yeah. just being like oh, i'm glad they're not talking about me anymore <laughs> God. No, but this is you want to there's, talk there's, about there's concept our, our hashtag let's right even there, play yeah. on these songs yeah. like what was the last time nick picked up the sticks <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Did he play on? I guess he played on "Hey You," right? I don't know. There's a lot of acoustic guitar there. But the, yeah, this is like sitting out. Boy, he just wants to get back to his bowl of weed. I'm sure he's just all happy to take a break. Yeah, Roger, you take this one. Now you take this one. Now you take this one. This, this, is, <laughs> this is what's so frustrating. You want to delve into the concept? Fine, we'll delve into the concept. Roger, you're not doing enough self-reflection. You're saying the same thing over and over again. That's the issue. That's the issue when you start delving into the concept like that is that suddenly it starts to fall apart and if, i'm thinking my ratings crashing as we're speaking if now. you want it to be 6.5 i was already prepared for that a little i'm bit, just but. i'm just kind of a little frustrated because if you want to be real about it i'm not discounting that these things in your past life have an influence on you but maybe like if you want me to buy in if you really want me to buy in then maybe like maybe i'm it and don't give me that garbage at the trial is him looking in the mirror too. Cause I don't buy that. Cause all these characters come back and it's blah, 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 blah. So I, I don't buy well, we don't that. We don't have to either. talk about animals again, but that was my problem. It's like, well, he wants to complain about this, but like, he's just as much of a capitalist as anybody. I'm like, what do you oh, think yeah. it costs to see Roger Waters when he comes into town? Do you think it's priced for the working man? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think it is. Like, I think you want to sit closer to the stage. I think it's priced more. You want to go meet Roger? It's priced more. I don't think it's $25 or whatever for the whole bowl. So, uh, yeah, he struggles with this for sure. Yeah. So, Fine. That that's that's where we're at. We're gonna move on to nobody's home, and I'm not gonna say anything until we get to uh, outside the wall. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got second sight. Got amazing powers of observation. Telephone to you. 
sorry, everybody. But this is the first time in the history of this show where, where I'm just like, I just can't take this anymore. And I feel like walking <laughs> off until you do the love it or flush it. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the you, amount you, of songs we have left. You know what left. I was going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, this is, we're getting into the uh, who played what. Uh, territory here because I wrote major props to Richard. He's killing it here. And then, and what then. a diverse album. And then, oh, why did I have to go and look at the Wikipedia page, folks? <laughs> because it ain't him. <laughs> you know, I was that my comment for this song was going to be Roger, you left the band behind. Like they you took know, a different bus than you. Like you are in are in like 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 Glasgow, and they are in Birmingham or something. You know, like you, you're, you're just, you went on the wrong bus, and then you kept making music, and then you like you know, hired people along the way. And you're you just know, like, just lost the fact that you have a band. It's right. a cool piece of music, but where's Pink? Like Nick, where's Nick? I want to hear Nick so I can criticize <laughs> his drumming. You know, it's like, funny. Where's David, I want to hear David's solo. Like I want to hear Richard write write music. Like what is this? You know, it's funny uh, yeah, that you mentioned that because, yeah, that fits what you guys just, just talked about is fits perfectly into this song in general. Because, yeah, this is, again, talking about that he's kind of lost everybody and all he has are his possessions, which you could say, like, yeah, Roger, at this point, he's just, I see, yeah, all he has is the council, I guess you could say, just in real life. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, here you just see, it's like, all I've got is, all I've got is my, I love that Hendrix perm. I love how he's very specific there. Yeah, uh, I don't uh <laughs> I don't know where he pulled that out of, but yeah, I thought that was kind of a yeah, about a decade too late. Uh, I don't know. Who, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who has a Hendrix perm in 1980 or 1979. Yeah, I know. I know. We're talking about the pink character, but yeah, this is still 1980. Yeah, he's still rocking that. Still a little, I, yeah. Um, cool by then. But yeah, the satin shirt. Yeah, the sn- uh, yes, uh, silver spoon. Yeah, all, yeah, all this other, uh, the grand piano. Uh, it's it's all very kind of, and maybe at this point, maybe this. What we were talking about, maybe it's appropriate. Yeah, that, yeah, that uh, I guess you could say Roger at this point. Uh, all he has are—I mean—he's lost all of those personal connect- connections. Yeah, that have gotten him to this point, and it's just him and his material possessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What can you say? But again, the delivery is a little kind of <laughs> makes me laugh a little bit. But yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. We're getting uh, this, is, this. Yeah, this is this. We're getting to the moment where it's like, yeah, it's he—he's not surrounded himself with yes people. He's surrounded himself with people who fear him. To death. There is no there is no yes, it's Roger's like, no, I'm just doing it. <laughs> I don't even know want to be move on to the next nothing. song anymore. We're just gonna move yeah. on to Go ahead, here. move on. I have nothing to say about <laughs> the next song that I didn't say on the last song. Like I really don't. Okay, so we'll just play the clip and uh play I'll it. cue yeah. up the next one. I've got nothing to say. Remember how she said that we would meet again some sunny day. Yes, I have something to say about this. I actually, I don't mind the song that much, the music. Okay, you know, it's fine. But again, this is one I had to go look up what's happening in the story. Oh, like mm-hmm. he's being nostalgic. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. That's like, I, I, we 
got we we built the wall and we're kind of behind it now and i get hey you and i get is there anybody out there and then what on earth is going on we don't know until yeah, com- I- the story doesn't move until comfortably numb you know, yeah, you, you know, I I had a one, uh, and, and this is where the uh, the one person who commented on our post was saying that you know maybe you guys should address this episode more on you know not necessarily what's technically the best songs, but you know he, he basically I the gist of what I read from him was saying that you know <clears throat> approach it as what songs don't fit the concept. I think that'll make a more interesting listen because obviously. Yeah. Like, yes, Comfortably Numb is going to be, like, a better song than Vera when it comes to the Love It or Flush It. But, okay, that's kind of a boring thing to say. But this one, I think I, we can legit- legitimately ask ourselves, and this was my one, I literally have a one-word thing, and the question, the word is necessary question mark. Because <laughs> I don't, I mean, to to back up his point, is it really necessary to the concept? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if this is weird. Like, you have the moments where you, where I don't know if Roger just uh, subconsciously found himself outside the concept, where again, he's just kind of singing about his life. Cause we've seen that over the last however many records. Yeah, we, he really is hung up on his dad. He's hung up on what happened to Sid. And that seems to be like a continuing kind of thing here. Uh, Cause I know Vera, I think, has to do with some uh, uh, English singer during World War II, I guess, who was very, uh, I guess, influential. Uh, and I don't know, again, I think the, from what I read, it seems like they were, he was trying to connect with, uh, as far as what she, uh, I think, did you guys ever see Dr. Strangelove? Did you ever see that? The Stanley I, li- I literally watched that movie like three to four days ago. Incredible okay. movie. Yeah, One yeah, of my favorite re- Peter you, you, Sellers. You, 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 right. Yes. No, I know. It's great. You remember the end song when the nukes are going off the song that, go, uh, that they're singing at We'll Meet Again? Yeah, is that kind of yeah? Like, that's 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 Vera. Yeah, Vera. Uh, yeah, Vera uh, Lynn is the is the one who's saying the song, and I there guess yeah, that's what that's what Roger is referencing here. Well, maybe and, I like it a little more now. Right, uh, and it's weird. I don't know how uh, if how true it is, but I guess yeah, supposedly Roger was referencing as far as we'll meet again. Um, that song is connecting to his father. Will in some other life? Yeah, will he and his father connect? I know it's really a stretch. I mean, when once when, when you really. <laughs> It's like when you draw a line from the title to the what he's actually talking about, it's really you can kind of get lost. <laughs> like, wow, he's really. Here's the thing yeah. to support too, Kevin. Um, almost too, almost too personal. Yeah. That I know, Alex, you said you like it better now, knowing that connection. I don't um, know. I'm, <laughs> just, the, I'm being a goofball. I mean, the concept has not interested me. Like, it's put me to sleep at this point. And, you know, like, I'm not going to care to make that connection. Like, cool. Like, that's good, Roger. Like, I, no, I know. I like, I'm no, not I interested anymore. I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not, right. I'm not defending this part. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, this is probably one of those few parts where he's kind of, I don't know if he's just personally self reflecting, yeah, where it's not really mm-hmm. the pink character anymore, where he, like, he's accidentally like, like, thrown in a song that probably could have fit on Animals or any of these other, where it's more just a Roger Waters kind of just singing about his things that he hasn't I come to terms with. Padding. Yeah. I hate padding. I yeah. hate well, yeah, padding. This, here this, we go. We got more. We got more. Oh, we got yes. more. Here we go. Bring uh, the boys let's, back let's, home let's, because we haven't talked about this three other times on the album. Three? <laughs> Four. <laughs> Five, six. Ten. <laughs> oh, boy.
Yeah, no, I really don't have a whole lot to say, but I wanted to jump in here first uh, because, and, and this might be back to Mark's point where Cole Roger, I appreciate it, but I don't care. But I was reading, <laughs> if you go, if you go on, if you go on genius.com, uh, it's a good place to find all the lyrics, but also uh, there's some really cool, interesting tidbits about the song, kind of the meaning of the song, uh, fans comments on what they think the song means. And I, you know, went track by track, you know, reading the lyrics and the meanings and apparently Roger says that uh, he feels this is the central song on the whole album. Uh, I don't know if that sells it for any of you guys, but I just thought I'd put it in there first. That's the most, like, Roger run amok statement, I think, that, that's been uttered so far. It's like it, Talk about uh, a head up the ass moment. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming, coming, coming out the cares. other side. Yeah. Nobody cares. We want to get the comfortably numb. <laughs> you know what? This it, I, this whole section of the album, and it's not even the. It's it's like the. It happens again later. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, it does. but I'm, I'm gonna call this like I have a new term. Uh, I came up with. I call it the BPW break, the beer, bathroom, and weed break. <laughs> like if you were watching this live, it's time for a BBW because it's just like, all right, what's going on for the uh, next twenty minutes? I can check out. Like it's a whole big fat BBW in the middle, like between Hey You and Comfortably Numb. What is going on? The same you can, thing. You could get a good crap during those couple songs. Like, you could be a woman and go to a bathroom break because those lines at concerts are so long. Like, you could safely miss nothing if you were just sitting through this. this time. Like, there's a reason he plays another Brick in the Wall part one and part two and part three together on the live show and does not play this because it is just... Oh, like I can't, like it is just, I don't know, Chris, maybe well, you we just talked this, about this, Mark. They talked about we this talked about topic already. We were complaining they about. did it in Goodbye Blue Sky. Yeah. They did it in another Break in the Wall Part 1. They did it in in The yeah. Thin Ice. How many times do we need to talk about this? Let's just beat <laughs> no, us up again. It's, it's funny. I, I, I found a, uh, yeah, just an excerpt. I don't know if that was a part of that same one that, uh, uh, that Alex brought up as far as an interview with Roger. Uh, and I still don't. Completely. It sounds like he was rambling. Uh, he was, it was from an interview he did with the BBC is he rambling about what the song is about. If you want to even or, say oh, it's okay. about anything, I don't know. Uh, it's partly about not letting people go off and be killed in wars, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but it's partly about not allowing rock and roll or making cars or selling soap or getting involved in biological... I know it's... Oh, God, Roger. Uh, <laughs> research or anything that anybody might do. Not letting that become such an important and jolly boys game that it becomes more important than like your family, friends, and all this other... So I think... What he was trying to say is that as far as letting the machine that they're in again, I he think said, they, when they he, talked about this. Yeah, they welcome to the machine. They talked about this two records he, ago. He said, get really, he said, are you telling me he said all that garbage in a minute and 27 shrieking, bring the boys back yes. home? Oh, he yeah. Said that's, he said, you're just not you're just not looking into it deep enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all about not letting biological. Kind of a decent piece of music. Yes. I just don't care. Yeah, anymore. I know. No, I, I know. I know. I had to read it, and I and I, and I still like. I, I was reading it. And I'm like, this is a very British statement. And again, maybe that's. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a bit. Honestly, there's a, literally, there's, the a, li- there's a barrier here. The lyrics. Maybe- the lyrics are literally bring the boys back home. Bring the boys back home. Don't leave the children on their own. No, no. Bring the boys back home. And then he goes and 
answers in that interview with what Chris said. He's like, oh, no, it's it's the central theme of the album. It's all about, you know, not making rock and roll the most important thing of your life. And so you're, you're, you're losing connection with your yeah. family and stuff. And I'm like, honestly, that just sounds like an excuse to make the song sound a whole lot better than it is. You're, 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 you're trying to, like, <laughs> make up. Or, but, like, literally, outside of the outro, like, Dude, come on. Like, maybe that's what it meant to you, but there's like four lines in this song, and <laughs> nobody would have known that had you, unless you Not said that in the interview. interview. 40 on the first, years later. <laughs> yeah. Like, my first time okay, listening to that, to my, my first time listening to this in 79, I would have heard this and I'd be like, man, he's. He's really talking about a lot of stuff here. I mean, I know there's not a lot of words, but I get it, Roger. I get it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, maybe you'd be a little bit more clear about it then and add some yeah. more words because I or didn't get it. Condense your thoughts a little bit. Uh, Don't try to – it's kind of like that I have an idea and it needs to be applied everywhere thing, <laughs> you know, where it's like it works here and then it works on this product or we want to be the you – know, I, just, I just feel like it's I, a very – I don't I, know. Like you I, just didn't have to focus on, you know – I don't know. Like, if you want to sing about bringing the boys back home, like, just make a good song about. It. Like, it just doesn't fit within your concept album yeah. about it's, self-immolation. It's, it's too much. It's it's like the most fundamental uh, like formulation of a concert of a song in a concept record, where it's just like it's just there as a weird plot device. Again, <laughs> I don't mind plot devices. There's a lot of great ones on here. Just doesn't uh, work. But this one, yeah. this yeah, this one just doesn't. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm waiting for that guy who was critical of us uh, uh, about a, however long ago. I'm waiting for him to see how he interprets this <laughs> or hey, reacts he's to us. made it whatever your name is you made it to two minutes and 31 seconds or wherever we two are two hours. good for you yeah. i appreciate it <laughs> truly well mr gilmore please walk in and save us with comfortably now there so i let it go on for yeah a bit. yeah let me just, let yeah. me pop in here because not that we need to spend a whole lot of time at, at this point since we're we've it's a pretty long podcast already but well i feel like we're going to be spending a lot of time on this song so i'll go in and uh i, I don't really know what else needs to be said here i, I mean I, I just put epic 
mega, as the Brits say, which I love. But one mm-hmm. of the greatest songs of all time, one of the greatest guitar solos of all time. Not stating anything new here, but uh, I especially just love the vocals and the vocal harmonies. Like, yes, I'm sure a lot of people come to the song for the guitar solo, and deservedly so, but I mean, it's just so many warm blankets on this song. Uh, incredible. And <clears throat> I just guess I just kind of have a story. I remember uh, back in eighth grade, uh, I would walk home from school because I only live like a good, you know, five minute drive from home. So it would be a summer day and I'd walk home. And uh, these were back in the LimeWire Kazaa day. Sorry, Lars. But I would <laughs> download songs and I would come home every day before my parents came home. And I'd go on the on the home computer in the den and play my computer games. And I would have iTunes up and I would listen to music. And this was one of those songs that I seemed to download. And it was like this and a couple songs off Def Leppard's Hysteria that I would just come home every day and just listen to the same like 10 songs every day. And this is one of those songs. And it's just such an incredible song if you think about it. Minus the guitar solo is, and I'm, we might lose some fans here, but I mean, just playing this song like unplugged, there's like a stained cover of them playing this and it's just acoustic and it gives me chills. And that's just how you know how good of a song it is where you could just be so stripped down where it's literally just acoustic and there's no epic guitar solo and it still touches you. And and one thing I was trying to think about, you know, during this listen is, you know, they say that this is one of the most successful concept albums of all time. Um, I wonder, I don't know if I... I guess from a concept standpoint, I don't know if I buy that because the reason why this album is so successful, it's not about the concept album. The singles, okay? yeah. It's coming from the singles, all right? Don't give me mm-hmm. it that people are buying this album because of the storyline, maybe. But if these singles weren't on this album, that's the problem with Animals. That's why Animals is ignored. Yes, it's probably an amazing concept album if you're looking at it just from a story and a lyrical standpoint, but there's no singles on it, so that's why it gets buried. If there was no if there was no singles on this album, it would have gotten lost. That's why people are coming to this album is for the singles. And that's yeah, they're here. Yeah. That's a good point, and I really like your point regarding um you know, if the song can exist at its most bare form, it's and it's still a good song, then you know it's genuinely good. And that reminds me of something that the great songwriter Vinnie Vincent would, uh, uh, <laughs> how he would compose, and he would write all of his songs on acoustic, and then it would become like this this ridiculous hair metal song. But like it had to function as a song at its bare form. Yeah. You know, before turning well, it into what it, he would turn it into. So I feel like that's a sign of great songwriting, or at least music writing. Um, you know, in talking about this solo, I don't know what to say about it that hasn't already been said, but maybe I feel like this this solo is more tone than it is um, actual, like, oh, musical it's, it's, melodic it's, shapes. It's, like, you got to give credit fat. to Bob Ezra in there. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, David Gilmore did do it first, but Steve Lukather does it better. So I would not go as far, even anywhere near as far to call this the greatest guitar solo of all time. But it generally is kind of like one of those, you know, like, you know, noob lists or whatever. VH1 presents 100 greatest guitar solos. This will be number one or two or three or whatever. But anyway, I mean, this song is just a, um, you know, it, it, it really is the climax of the movie. Like it really has that feeling with that guitar solo. Mm-hmm. I just think of like the Guns N' Roses estranged video 
It yeah. slashes solo, you know, where it's, or maybe it's November rain. It might be a November strange, rain. but yeah, yeah but, but yeah. It's, it's strange where they have that scene where like they, they go to the helicopters over the ocean and you know, they're just, they, it, it kind of got that epic, like circling feeling. Um, I know those two videos goes, goes together anyway. So like it, this really is the climax of the story and it, it fits in every way musically. You know, and it's kind of weird too, because um, I mean, it is such a central part of the album, but that it has more to do with uh, just like some weird uh, experience that Roger had during the making of this record, uh, I, yeah, where he ended up getting really sick and was sedated for a time. And I guess that's where the, I guess the idea came from. But uh, I know he kind of morphed it into, yeah, this kind of like disconnecting song about around the pink character. But it was funny that this is. As far as where the song came from really wasn't a part of the concept, at least in my opinion. That's how I kind of took it. But it's funny how it's become kind of one of the like one of the four legs on this record as far as holding holding the album up. Uh, yeah. And you got to say, I mean, this is probably as far as some of my favorite live moments that I've seen. This was probably one of my top three. Yeah, just when they in the encore when we saw him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like I still I, what I, you I, pay to see. It is. I still have like the videos on my on my computer. Yeah, saved just uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember going through it recently. I'm like, oh man, and so I had to sit and watch it. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, just what, what, yeah, what a moment. It's weird though, as far as is that when the lasers kicked in? Yeah, that yeah. is that is a that is a yeah, song for in a live setting for effects. Because yeah. again, mm-hmm. that just you get you, you do you you get you cue that up all just perfectly. I mean, you've got a definitive live moment. It's weird though with this song. You just see with all the songs that we've been complaining about like before. It, it's just weird the placement. It's like all of a sudden you've got like, oh, God, and now it's like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Is this the last, like, four-piece Pink Floyd song that's great? Is this uh, it? Is this, this is the peak? Oh, Run Like Hell? Yeah, well, yeah, as, as far as quality, I would say, yeah. I mean, you still got Run Like Hell, which we'll get into, but yeah. Yeah, but. All right, I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I didn't know if this is the end. I don't know how much... I guess you say one run like hell actually has a bit more Rick Wright, so I will actually mm-hmm. give that. But we'll get there. As much as I'd love to just skip there, we have to go through. Uh, the show must go on. I accidentally, I don't want to go first on this one. I think I got nothing to say. Oh, no. It's plotting. I don't know. Uh, I, I think, oh, this is a good uh, a good time for, um, Dad didn't bring this up last record, but uh, slow, and, slow sleepy. and sleepy. Yeah, yeah it's definitely here. Yeah, this is yeah, this was weird. I don't know what, uh, I don't know if this was just Roger getting into the darker kind of, yeah, we're, yeah, what did, yeah, what did they, what did he say this was a, as far as the topic that he's now, I mean, he's gotten to the point he's so mentally broken down that he's hallucinating about being a dictator. Uh, yeah, I, I think mean, that I, starts next. Isn't that starting next? No, because it's where it seems like, no, I, I think this, hold on, uh, the show got, must go on. I'm looking at my uh Gotta my say, notes. Queen did it better. 
I know they did it better. 11 yeah, this kind of seems but... like this kind of song. Yeah, that, that it seems like more of a Freddie Mercury where he would have that kind of wit, a little, a little bit more sense of humor. Where here it's just mm-hmm. very kind of. Well, Kevin, if you could pull yeah. up that version while Alex is taking a BBW. Um, I was just going to move uh, on to Into Flash, can... but <laughs> <laughs> show must go on. Yeah, it, it should. It needs to because we need pull to Pull up the Queen this. version of this. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, yeah, we're just moving on to Into Flash. That's it. <laughs> To feel the warm thrill of confusion and space cadet glow Okay, can we stop right yes. here? What's going on with those lyrics? Uh, he's yeah, supposed, the, he's those supposed to though. be a fascist dictator. How how, yeah, now, how now we he, suddenly now, know now that that he's suddenly having this hallucination on stage is beyond me because he says he's back yeah, in the I'd hotel like, room. I, but that's okay. Let's just sag and, and confuse drugs. the plot a lot. <laughs> drugs. <laughs> yeah, I will say that though that the <laughs> return to you know the in the flesh with the question mark. I mean, when I again, when I talk about great storytelling, and you know, if 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 comfortably numb and the guitar solo specifically was the climax, this is the reflection. Um, so it still is following the traditional storytelling myth, and I still like how it is structured that way. I just can't help that we're creating duplicate music in some ways and just padding the album. But yeah. you know, like, it, it is getting there, and I'm going to have an idea coming up that uh, might have made this, you know, a, a bit better. But uh, yeah, we're in reflection right now, so. Uh, yeah, I actually yeah, had one is. of those ideas someplace too, but I probably forgot to write it down. Oh, it was cutting nobody home. That was a long time ago. I think we all agreed on that anyway. But no, <laughs> yeah, this is where I it gets t- frustrating. T- this is my rant number two. Is that okay? Fine. The musical callback is fine. In the flesh is fine. The you know all that is just fine. But if you want to talk concept, we're gonna have one, two, three, approximately four songs of fascist dictator hallucination. That we're going to have to sit through. And these aren't short ones either. These are longer ones. And, I, you know, fine. I like Run Like Hell. But th- we're going to have four songs of this. Not know what the heck is going on with the plot. Like, okay, he's back in the hotel room. And he's, how I didn't I had no idea that he was a fascist dictator until I had to read the Wikipedia to find exactly, out what yeah. on earth was going on. <laughs> Why? Why? And this is where it falls apart completely. Uh, he gets the like drugs. Those books uh, that you... S- study in high school and you kind of get a vague inkling of that it's actually kind of good but it's just too hard to follow that it's, you're just never going to pick it up and outside yeah, so of the context of studying it it's just boring i just don't yeah, i just so you don't get the, get the cliff note version yeah I, like homer the odyssey or we're something. gonna waste sure. the next 15 minutes on this just to have what a hallucinate how does this advance what plot and what story i don't know 
it, we're you, all about be... self-isolation and this feeling and this feeling of being yeah. isolated as, as a rock star or a famous person. And that was fine. I'm buying into this. And now we have drug hallucinations. Take me back to more. See, the thing Take is, my mind is interpreting the story at a different pace. When we get to Run Light Hell, I'll explain it more. But like I'm seeing the album coming to its close like now, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I feel like it's it's just shaping up. It's rounding off. You know how movies you kind of get the sense. I feel that like it's this is sagging. This is horrible. Yeah. I hate this. I don't. I don't it, think it's horrible. It's it 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 should have been the penultimate track. Yeah, but you know it's funny. Oh. Uh, without any context, I cannot see uh, uh, any of us cranking this with the with the with the top down in like no. a public place. It, the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like what is he? Yeah. <laughs> Metallica's attitude and uh, Pink Floyd's in the flesh. That is the version without the question. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess we're, punctu- we're punctu- they knew I wouldn't like the punctuation. So this they put another one. Yeah. This this is this is the epitome of like an art house kind of song. Yeah. Where it, it's not really. I mean, you can, it has no real Roger outside of. I actually I'm fine with the person writing my it, yeah. idea. We'll get to Roger like just get to run so like hell. far Come ahead on. of his time. He knew that a podcast 40 years later or whatever was going to hate the question mark. So he put one on here without it for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give it up to us both ways. <laughs> Let's get to run like hell. Let me explain how I feel this song fits. Kevin, can you start with In the Flesh? Play the last like five seconds into this because it's a gapless track. Is that possible? Uh, yeah, give me a second. Last five seconds. All right, I'm going to give you a little bit more, but that's fine. is to me yeah end credits it is the end credits yeah, in the flesh was uh, okay so so comfortably numb was the climax in the flesh is the revisit it's the uh, the redux yeah. and then run like hell is the end credits like you even have that end credit hang you it's know like the, such the movie an over. 80s end credit is the song. movie over yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it kicks in. It's kind of like that that faster another um, brick in the wall. I mean, I could just see like you. I just picture it directed by Roger Waters. You know, like it's coming up on the screen there, excluding yeah. Roger Wright. You know, like you know, <laughs> like along for the ride, Nick Mason. Like, like skip to fifty eight seconds. Skip to fifty eight seconds. Run like hell. Like we're getting to the second unit on the screen. Like that's what's happening here. <laughs> 
when you go, like, don't you hear it? Like, okay, like, you know, second associate director, you know, second unit cinematographer. Second unit drums, like, Jeff you, Beccaro. You, <laughs> And like, like if, if you skip, skip to 359, like give me 359. Like I'm just waiting for the movie to end. Like that's what I, it is so end credits. Can you see like, like, like half the people emptied out of the theater, but you're just enjoying it? All right, you know, like, where'd I park my car? Like I clean everything up, I got everything. Like it's, just, it's such oh, a Oh, I know where it's coming, here it is. Yeah, and, the and way it should this be the end of the is, album. No, I, I, and yeah, I knew where you were getting at, and I'll chime in here. And I stated this. I forgot what episode it was, but it was pretty early on when we were talking about. Maybe it was on Dark Side actually when we were talking about favorite songs. But I stated pretty early on this may be my favorite Pink Floyd song, and I don't know if I feel that way anymore. But it's still, it has always been a favorite of mine ever since the first day I heard it, and it's. <sighs> God, I just—it's just the delayed guitar, the delay echoey guitar. It's so Flock of Seagulls to me, and I know you know the first Flock of Seagulls album didn't come out until '82, so they're kind of predating it here. But a lot of that '80s new wave stuff is my bread and butter. So hearing it here, it always intrigued me, and I loved it so much. And ah, man, it just—it's—it just seems so ahead of its time to me. And it's got like the biggest warm blankets, and it pumps you up, and it kind of saves the end of the album here for me it gives you a little bit more energy and yeah mark i agree it's such a climactic song and it's perfect and yeah i think that's probably all i have to say for the rest of the album so. <laughs> yeah okay. so I, I have an idea um and i'm sorry Ex- excuse, excuse me for being lazy here and <laughs> and and just picking out the singles i'm sorry say what you will and and maybe there's more to it in the lyrics and that's where chris comes in he's the lyric guy but i mean <laughs> just like at, i'm going to the singles on this album sorry <laughs> so am i i mean technically mean, yeah i mean these are the those the singles are the songs that i remember from this i mean i didn't really until we i started digging into it for the podcast i mean i wasn't familiar with you know, like the trial or stop or any of the i wonder or, why yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean so here's my like, idea I, for the next four songs is that we just play the excerpts that Kevin went on. Waiting in the cell because I'm too difficult! 
the ones who really love you. Walk up and down outside the wall. And just and nobody's I got nothing to say. Like honestly, like I the have, only things that my notes are just like musically unimaginative. Sounds like it belongs in a Christmas musical. Like Grand Vizier's Garden Party again. Like that's all I have. Like just one liners. That's all yeah, I have. <laughs> um, and, and obviously, and, and, and here's the thing. Educate me. J- just okay. for the fan, just for the listeners that are listening to this, we don't discuss what we're going to be talking about on the episode until it's live. Yeah. So if it's four people <laughs> all thinking this, <laughs> there's gotta be there's gotta be something. We can't all be wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know it's funny I, with the, I, yeah, the only thing. It's a millennial thing. The only thing I wrote because you know that I'm hating where we are in the story. The trial just sounds like an Alice Cooper song, while well, it was written by Bob Ezrin anyway, partially, which is fine because it's Alice Cooper, but not like okay. And then outside the wall, I can't even hear outside the wall. I listened to it three times. I had no idea what happened. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't care. I'm um, like, stop. I wrote, take your own title's advice. Stop. Please. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I had like for worms. I had uh, descending into hopeless madness. I think that's kind of the. But again, it's it's it, it's it doesn't. Yeah. At this point, I think I think that yeah, we're pretty much running on. Not even steam. We're, 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 we're just rolling down the cliff right now. <laughs> yeah. the wheels going, yeah. Chris is the I, only one left in the theater, like I, hoping that there will be a I, conclusion. I, I, Everyone is say, bailed after running. Yeah, my, 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 my objectiveness is starting to uh, is starting to spoil. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I will say here. You know, I, I guess at this point we might as well just move on to the trivia because I think we've wrapped up the rest yeah. of the album. But yeah. I will say, in the trial, musically. I was impressed. I mean, I said it's very epic. I feel like I'm watching an old Disney musical, which I hate. But, you know, I said it's not really my thing, but I appreciate how well they did it. Uh, Extremely movie, Broadway-esque, very uh, impressive. And there was a Somewhere Over the Rainbow part that I liked. That's all I got. That that was my biggest problem with that, because I think the trial is— Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's got to be— Yeah, I know. I don't want to drag this out, because I know a lot of us have to go to work tomorrow, but— that was my biggest problem with that, because I think The Trial is a very important song to have on here, but the way that it was constructed and presented just drives me nuts. Oh, I mean, if they would have done it, if they would have d- done it, because again, it's kind of it's kind of cool, like that he's mentally putting himself on trial, like, oh, that's kind of cool, like where he's finally like breaking mentally, he's having a revelation. This is what we've been waiting for. Okay, and how do they present it? With this weird Andrew Lloyd Webber, like Phantom of the Opera-esque like, okay, at this point, it's like it's getting too pretentious for me. I understand he wants to be different and artsy and whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But now I want I want to rock when I when I when he's having the mental whatever you want trial I want I want it to just like yeah, like, yeah. And the best part, yeah where's my dire the Eve? best part is that exactly just, if you want to talk about story he just ends up bringing all the same characters back and blaming them that's like right. what. What? Which is great. I mean, which, so it, Roger too. which is, I guess, I mean, you could say that's I mean, as far as a human quality, that's great. But it, it just it, the way it was presented, like God, you, this is an important breakthrough in the in the if you want to call it the story. I mean, at this point, I think we're all just like again. I don't. I don't know if I, we're there yet. Yeah. I don't know if we're there. You know, if we want to talk about love it or flush it, really. Um, <laughs> we're even but yeah, in the opening I, I, segment. But wait, wait, like, if, if let's just say everyone flushes the last four tracks of this, this just hypothetically, <laughs> if that happens, like, how can that be anyone's number one best rock concept album? I was looking up lists as we were talking of best concept albums, and this album is on. Like, how can you have like maybe they're getting something and I'm not, and we just need to be schooled by Reddit. So school us. But I just. 
think that the I'm, like how can you have a good concept I, 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 I'm, when I'm you just, just trash the last four? Right. I, yeah, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, that I mean the the singles on here are so strong that I think people just like to put it like to put it on a pedestal. That's yeah, what I was. Can, that's what I was saying earlier. Exactly. Yeah. They. They. I mean, because I mean, yeah. Uh, run like hell. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Comfortably. Yeah, comfortably numb. I mean, all of a sudden, you, you were. You can see how irritated we were leading up, like the the previous four, three or four songs to come. Like, what is it? And they're like, holy crap, where did this go? It doesn't even fit any. Honestly, <laughs> take any of these singles yeah. away, and does it start to degrade the album massively? Yeah, yes. Yeah. You just like, let's just even let's another just break in the wall we, part two, which we've heard a billion <laughs> times. You take it away, and and then we're sagging. With happiest days of our lives, mothers. Okay, goodbye, blue sky is good, and empty spaces. But in terms of actually like picking up the tempo and rocking, you know, goodbye, b- goodbye, you know, blue sky is great. But you know, we're, we don't rock until young lust. Oh wait, that's it, another it single. It would have been funny if it would have been funny if this was converted into like an EP. Okay, let's just cut all the fat. <laughs> no, we'll just stu- stuff it, it like would have been six, amazing. Six, six or seven tracks, like there. All right, yeah. And this yeah. is what I was talking about. How like Iron Maiden's Seventh Son to Seventh Son. Last record I was talking about how like yeah. they, it's a kind of like a half concept album. There are concept songs, and then there are songs that are just like made to rock. And then in some ways, like if you could have just done the another brick in the wall, and then incorporated, like made that four or five parts. And then and then incorporated like the outside the wall and the, um, you know, the run like hell and like skip the whole side story about being a hallucinative dictator. I don't like whatever <laughs> what? that was. But, like, you know what I mean? We're like, just take the concepts and like, take, take the cool songs and intersperse them together. Um, I, I but guess, you know what I think we should do? I think it, that, Kevin, you should just make it sound like we listen to all four of these songs. <laughs> but I don't want to hear them. Like, just let's yeah. just get to, like edit it in. Just be like, and now, <laughs> and, and here, yeah. and here's the thing. I guess, I guess, I guess this is part of the podcast, and and there's no way anybody's gotten this far. But if you did, you know, we we real. I'm surprised we got this far. But I gotta say, that's the impetus of the show. And blame it on us millennials, like not wanting to sit through this. Okay, fine. Go ahead and say it. We only appreciate the singles. Say what you want, okay? But that's what the point of the podcast is, is, you know, we're giving our opinions on this. Like, a younger, and maybe that's, I don't know. (laughs) You guys get what I'm saying? Can somebody carry the thought? I'm exhausted at this point. I I mean, I just feel like we have to go track by track, so we got to indulge all four of them. But I just don't want to listen to them, and I want to get to the the love it or flush it, and close the book on this album, which is rapidly sinking in the you know ratings. So before it does any more, if you, know you wanted me to give this album a two, then just stop now and let's move on. Kevin <laughs> just edited us listening to the songs you like know, there. You know what's sad? It's it's uh, as far as at this point in the album, it's moments like this why people don't care about lyrics. Yeah, because again, if you really don't, yeah, yeah, because again, I think Kevin, I can agree with you at this point where the concept is kind of like dead. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, and that's and that's and that's a shame because yeah, yeah the 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 idea of the wall is kind of an interesting thing maybe from somebody else but yeah it is kind of an interesting concept to explore. You know what? And, I don't even blame yeah. Bob Ezrin. Normally I'd blame the producer, but from what I heard that Roger was kind no. of a jerk to him <laughs> too and making fun of how little he was getting paid and making badges yeah. that says he's got no money and things like that. You know well, what? Well, guess what? Just like everyone else, yeah. everyone's a problem. Oh yes, I know. All right.
So what? So what are we? What are we doing? Are we indulging these? Uh, or are we gonna jump to? Uh, I don't know if you guys have any brain cells left for answering questions. Uh, <laughs> Alex suggested that maybe we just bail on the trivia, but I kind of feel bad, Chris. You sit there and cram it on this album, eighty minutes of music, and then you yeah, gotta I would read feel it up. Bad. And, and, well, I would say let's do, do, do it. Maybe just first to bomb out no. gets an extra term. <laughs> No, I, I, I'll say, all right, let me let me be real quick here. I don't know if you guys just want to, like, rifle off your quick sentences for the last songs, but I'll, I'll just, I'll go ahead. So what, we're on Waiting for the Worms? No, no I'm done. All right, well, I'm just going to say it. I want to do that. I, I'm just going to say it anyway, just just to let people know that we did actually listen to this whole thing. Uh, there was a cool Beach Boys part at the beginning, and yeah. they kind of do that earlier, and I, I appreciated that, and I liked how the chants got louder towards the end. Uh, you know, that's not really a lyrical thing, but it's more engineering and musically, and that's what I focus on and what I liked. Stop. Uh, I just wrote transition track. How do you judge this? I already gave my thoughts on the trial. Uh, and then outside the wall, I said it was kind of a cool cliffhanger. Leaves you wondering what's next. And, uh, well, yeah. All right. You know well, I'll give my funny. quick I ones. <laughs> uh, waiting right, for ahead. the worms. Okay. They, if they stick with the Beach Boys thing, that's fine. Not a huge fan of the song or the megaphone voice or the concept at this point. Um, I like it got a plus for the callback to Hey You, but everything is sagging. I hear compression on the drums. Stop. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, the trial. Um, I don't know. Feels like Alice Cooper song, which would be fine because it's, it would be Alice Cooper. Not buying into it. It just feels like how can he actually recover you know, he feels so deluded at this point. Outside the wall, it's okay. Nothing is solved, which is fine. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, as far as the very last, yeah, that's pretty much my, uh, it's funny, I had first stop, and I don't know if I was writing about me or not. I said, yeah, tired of the mental breakdown. I don't know if that was referencing my, my state of mind yeah. <laughs> at this point, or, if, but no, I think that was, uh, yeah, what would you, yeah, just, as far as just explaining, again, the concept. Here's what uh, I think. Uh, Chris, uh, you worked hard on the questions. Uh, I, did. I don't yeah, know if I want actually... to answer them right now, <laughs> but can you, like, is there something like, like, just interesting facts you can give us based on the questions? And we'll just uh, all just take a loss. Nobody gets an extra buy. Uh, <laughs> but we know we, we get the two, though, because it's a double two, album. Yeah. We get the two. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll just run through him quick. Um, it was interesting. Yeah, Rick Wright was the only guy, uh, guy who actually made any money off of the tour because yeah. he was kicked out and, and was oh, hired yeah, back. He, he did not have any investment in the tour, mm -hmm. so he actually came out ahead, which I, maybe that was his big middle finger to Roger in the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah Walks away with the checks. Um, <laughs> Incredible <Yeah>. story. <laughs> He's got to get paid. Yeah. I love that story. Um, and this was also interesting. I guess there were two concepts uh, that Roger had brought right uh, right before they uh, began recording. Uh, one was the wall, and the other one was actually a uh, um, a uh, uh, an album that he would record as a solo artist. The, uh, the pros and cons, cons of yeah. hitchhiking was actually yeah. was actually presented at the, which I didn't know that. I thought that was interesting. He had that back in '77, I think. Uh, which I didn't know that. Yeah, like I know that album cover is very kind of because it's just got the naked uh, girl on yeah, the front it's got cover. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, I guess, uh, Rick Wright almost got a co-producer credit oh, on yeah. here, but ultimately, but ultimately got pulled because of, well, you, you can, you can, I don't think I have to explain, <laughs> yeah, the, the relationship, <laughs> the relationship at this point was not, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but I think ultimately the reason Rick wanted that because he was afraid of, uh, by giving up that control that, yeah, that it would, yeah, that, that the band cohesiveness would completely, uh, be obliterated. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I guess Roger in the past had given him just kind of a, a pity credit, and at this point he was just irritated because yeah, that uh, 
Rick, uh, I guess, had never really pulled his weight weight enough as a producer in general. So at well, this point, it was like pulled his no. weight as a songwriter when nobody else in the band was. Well, yeah, right, yeah, weight, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, this was also interesting. I guess Bob Ezrin uh, initially um, contributed writing a script for. It was like a mock script for the uh, uh, during the recording of the album to try to give it some like, which is kind of funny based on what Kevin's been saying that there's no cohesion. That I guess Bob mm-hmm. Ezrin actually wrote like a 40 page script of of like the story in order to try to help them actually kind of rein out the concept. But as <laughs> everybody's listening here tonight, yeah, they, I guess you could you, you, know you could I'm argue with that. that, that what a waste of time. You know what yeah. I'm thinking? I mean, yeah. God bless Bob Ezrin and David Gilmore. They're the ones that reined Roger Waters in and made some sense of like they kind of trimmed the fat here and apparently. <laughs> Can you just imagine if they weren't there? Oh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, this, boy. This one, Two hours and this 40 minutes of this. We, we'd have another Bring the Boys Back Home Part 4. <laughs> it's just, it's just 10 seconds his solo long. His albums are good, though. I like his solo albums. Well, then. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Why was this so... I'm hit. Yeah, I'm, I've heard yeah, that. I'm hit and miss I, I, on his solo I, albums. I haven't this, listened, but I, I have heard they're good, so... And I, I, yeah. I like Raj. You know, I like a lot yeah. of his songs. It's just... This was kind maybe of I'm funny. Bur- yeah. Maybe I'm burnt out. I don't the concept know. is corporal yeah, flag at this point. It's got no legs. Legs at all, yeah. <laughs> all yeah, right, should we move on to the love it or flush it? And now, what do we think? love it or flush it. <laughs> okay. All right, these are going to be quick for me. Uh, tonight's order is going to be... <laughs> God bless America. Oh, no. It's going to be quick. I wonder why. (laughs) Mark, Kevin, myself, and Chris, let's start it off in the flesh question mark. Mark, are you hating on the punctuation, or are you going to give this one a love? I give it a love, and just a reminder that both of us are getting a terminate and a buy from both sides. You cannot use both on the same side. Okay, yeah. Oh, that actually works out perfectly for me. All right, Kev, what do you think Uh, about track one? I'm going to give it a love as well. All right, I'm giving it a love as well, Chris. Uh, I'm trying to remember. No, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna say uh, from what I remember, I'm gonna give it a light squeeze. Also, love, yeah. All right, track two, the thin ice, Mark. Hang on, I'm trying to remember my. Yeah, I do like this song. It's okay. It's not the best. It's teetering on the edge because it's a bit uh, over the top with the Britishness, but uh, still a love. Yeah, Kev. Uh, I'm gonna be the first to give it a flush. <laughs> Could have eliminated it. You talked about it in Mother, which is better, so fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I, I get the concept of eliminating and then just going right to another brick in the wall, but I actually don't mind this song. I'm more in Mark's camp. It, it's it's a light squeeze for me. Chris? Uh, same with me. I think it's still important to have the f- connection to the father in the story as far as a, yeah, as far as somebody who had a an impact on his development. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, another brick in the wall, part one, Mark. Yeah, this is the memories part. Actually, I was wrong earlier, um, but uh, can't have that callback later if you don't have it up front. So, um, regardless of everything else, it's a love. Yep. Kev? Yeah, same for me. Big love for this one. Big love as well, Chris. Uh, yeah, love. Yeah, the, all three of them. You can probably give me a, a strong love. <laughs> yeah, just mark that down, <laughs> all right, Mark. Yeah. All right. Track track four, Happiest Days of Our Lives, Mark. Pull the handle. First flush for me. Too much pain. Kev? Um, Kevin? Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, I, I'll <laughs> no, keep it care. just to have, <laughs> I'm going to keep it just to have something in between the two parts. So right. light squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not maybe one I would go back to revisit, but I, I remember on first listen, I liked it and it sounded great through the headphones. And I realized too, I don't think, uh, Roger would have been listening to this guy, but I heard some Nick Cave in the vocals, which was cool, and it was a fantastic mix. I like how you had I just for some. I like how you had to emphasize Cave to make sure we weren't talking Nick Cage for some reason. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there was some. There was some Nick Cave uh, sort of vocal stylings there, which I found was cool. And yeah, I mean, obviously the whole album is mixed really well, but for some reason. This was the one where I'm like, damn, there's a really good, there's a good mix here. So that's what I put down. So, uh, yeah, Chris, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a love. I think it's an important uh, bridge between the two, first uh, part one and two of Another Brick in the Wall. All right. Our track five, Another Brick in the Wall, part two. Mark. This one gets the flush, uh, and I do that for two reasons. One, because I have to give that ending a flush. I cannot rip on it that much and say, well, just uh, ignore that part, um, as, as much as I love some of the music in here. And I think that Roger deserves a flush for that lip sync mishap. Uh, so I, Wait, I thought that was part three. And three. this is the one that I flush. I thought that was part three. Uh, the, it was actually part two and three. Oh, okay. Yeah, the live okay, version of it. And so two gets a flush because I like part three better. <laughs> So all right, Cap. I'm actually going to give it a love. It's got to stick around yeah. the album. Same here, Chris. Uh, yes, uh, very strong, uh, uh, strong love. Yeah, it's, it's classic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mark Mother, track six. Giving this a flush as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> we haven't even gotten the disc two yet. <laughs> All right, Kev. Um, I'm gonna keep this around. Yeah, I like the solo. Yeah, yeah. Same here, and it's probably pretty obvious at this point. You know, the direction I'm going with a lot of these songs. Uh, obviously, disc one is a lot stronger than disc two, uh, so it's given a love. It's getting a love from me, Chris. Uh, yeah, strong love for me. Um, I know I, I take Mark's points as far as it's sounding kind of uh, John Lennon Beatlesque, but. Uh, yeah, I like the warm blanket feel of it, especially with uh, Dave's vocals and uh, and the back and forth between the mother and son in the in the yeah. lyrics. So, and, yeah. and, and one thing I didn't talk about during the track by track, I had a big warm blanket right around. You don't have to play it, but it's right around one minute and one seconds. It's when he's playing in that uh, one single synthesizer note, just kind of fades in through the back. I love that. So okay, moving on over to Goodbye Blue Sky, track seven, Mark. Big, 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 big bye. And um, I don't think that's a surprise. But I also want to say that for those of you who took issue with my previous three flushes, um, or uh, uh, at least Happiest Days of Our Lives and Mother, the reason I could flush those is because I feel like you could just start the childhood with Goodbye Blue Sky. Mm, okay. okay. You don't All need right. Mother. You could just start there. Yeah. Kev? Uh, big love, especially after the discussion. Um <clears throat> Like I was liking this, and it was rising already. And boy, like some of the points that you guys brought up were great. So yeah, big love for me. All right, and this is going to be a huge buy for me. Biggest stocks uh, on the biggest stocks on the rising song uh, out of all the bands we covered. This is one where I will go back and go back to any time. So love this one a lot, Chris. Uh, just a love for me. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say that I, it resonated as much as it did with you guys, but, uh, again, very unique kind of, uh, yeah, melodic, uh, yeah, melodic 
equally structured song. Cool. All right, Mark, Empty Space is track eight. Uh, another huge love. If we had had a love it or flush it uh, with an extra buy, I might have used this. I might have been tempted with a second buy in this one. Kev? Uh, this is the one I'm giving my buy. Um, nice. Yeah, pretty much for the reasons I said. So. All right. I'm going to give it a love as well. I said it was uh, very dystopian and had a little bit of some welcome to the sheen vibes. And uh, one little uh, fun thing I'll add in here. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Kylie, our guest on the Wish You Were Here episode, said... Uh, he's actually a fan of the version that's in the movie. That's the one he goes back and listens to. Oh, so which what is I that? Will... Empty Spaces, this one? Uh, Empty Spaces, it's, it's yeah. He likes different... the movie version. It's like, what do we do now or something yeah, like that? So, it's got a different title. It's uh, longer. So I'll go, back, I'll go back and listen to that. Chris? Uh, yeah, pretty much, Alex, what you said. Yeah, just the vibe and the, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I just love, yeah, even for being a shorter song, yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, I got to give it a love. Sweet. All right. Track nine, Young Lust. Mark? Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Kylie, I love this one. Yeah. I think it's Kev? a cool change of pace. Kev? Yeah, I, I have to agree. You got to get some rock on here. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I will agree. I, I do kind of understand where he's coming from. He wants more of the, uh, I guess, esoteric uh, stuff and less of the kind of commercial rock. And I appreciate that, but I like it. So I'm going to give it a love, Chris uh yeah same yeah just love the guttural dave vocal yeah you gotta yeah. give it i gotta give it the big love yeah just rocks cool. hard yeah <laughs> all right moving on over to track 10 uh one of my turns mark another big love this is definitely a deep cut pink floyd song for me the kind of thing that you throw up there when you want to show that you're a true fan this is it maybe not quite the uh girl gone bad but uh, i like this one a lot it's not very known all right, Kev. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one a love too. I actually do like the way this starts. I believe this is the one with the the effects and and uh, the group you're walking around the room, but it just does feel so isolated. So I'm gonna give it a love. All right, and I will give it a love as well. I said some good, catchy, memorable parts in there for sure, Chris. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a love too. Yeah, just kind of the darker, more somber uh, feel to it is kind of fits the uh, the, the overall theme of the song. All right, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. Uh, don't leave me now. Track 11. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm getting a little tired of this. I feel like it was a little bit more, you know, I mean, I don't know, like one of these turns and don't leave me now kind of flow together. And that's seven minutes of a lot of the same. But uh, I'm still holding on for a love here. All right. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but the stretching Roger, Roger vocal uh, gets it a flush. We can, and we can keep we can keep that urinal going. Uh, I was thinking. I, uh, I I I I was originally think I was originally thinking a T because I was actually a little offended by the first half of the song, but eventually it did get it climaxed very well. I like the end of the song, but uh, still one of the weaker ones on on disc one and you know we gotta gotta play the game here so chris uh, uh i'm sorry don't I'm leave lo- me now okay there we go uh yeah yeah i'm gonna give it a uh, kind of a light squeeze because it is very dark but i do like the kind of just being a tarantino fan i guess i just like the almost like grindhouse kind of i know, hear that brutal. i hear i yeah. guess i, I have a question that. for yeah. mark who's keeping yeah. track of this um, is Chris mm-hmm. boxing himself into the corner? Has he flushed anything yet? Yep. 
Yeah, he's got no cards left. Oh, so he's got so, a B and a T left <laughs> on this side. <laughs> I think we know where that's going. Uh, he's gonna buy Goodbye Cruel World and Terminator. Wait, but has he flushed anything? Uh, you, no, you can no. That doesn't apply for flushing. You can flush whatever. Oh, but I thought you had to flush something. You have, you, yeah, you, you have to use one. Well, I mean, I hope he's going to flush something in the rest of them. No, but yeah, I've, 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 I've got plenty of stuff oh, to flush. I see. <laughs> I see. He's oh, the B yeah. and the T only apply per side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. All right. I, I like that. All right. Let's bring it on over to the last part of another brick in the wall, part three, Mark. Yeah, this is the part I like the best, so it gets a love. Yep. Yeah, same with me. Uh, it's not the part I like the best, but it does get a love. Uh, agreed with Kev. I will love it as well, Chris. Same here. Yeah, big love. All wait, right, Chris, and... are you going to buy this one? Wait, wait do I you have, have to, to buy? You got you to buy, to buy one of the first half. Okay. All right. I misunderstood. Um, okay, then I will buy. I'll buy um, Young Lust then. Okay. Yeah, is my. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting buy. Yeah. Very nice. All right, wrapping it up with the last song on disc one. <laughs> Goodbye, Cruel World. Goodbye, Cruel World. <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> Cruel World. Cap? Need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> this song fits the team to a Hit him again! Hit him again! <laughs> Chris is pulling his headphones back. He's got so many T's. Chris, no, I, I, I was trying to. I don't know. That's yeah. At this point, I'm trying to remember where I am in the. <laughs> yeah. Um, Never a good sign. I'm not gonna terminate this. I, you you know, it's, to. Again, it's a. It's, oh, do I? Yeah, have terminate to? one of the front side. Yep. Oh. Okay. Oh, crap. Am I gonna have to? Am I gonna have to kill something else? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I. I, I did. What I did, you does know, the song do? It's fine. I know. I, I was. I was. Uh, I, I guess I missed as far as what the how we were changing it up for this. Um, uh, do I want? To, yeah, I guess I'll terminate this one. For a little <laughs> Make it more yeah. 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 That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Good All disc right. one, right? And let's bring it on over. So, disc two. Hey, you. Track fourteen. Mark. Uh, yeah, although I feel like I'm a bit offended that this is not offended. Um, I don't like how this should have been the closer to side one. And what you said that they did, they moved this aside to a middle in the opener. Is there anybody out there should have been the opener? Um, you know what? If we're going to go off concept, does it fit the concept? No, it doesn't. It should have been the closer. Get the flush. Is there anybody out there is the better opener? Ooh. We're starting right. off strong, Cap. everybody. Um, no, I'm gonna give this. Cap. I'm gonna give this a light, a light squeeze. No, I, I'm just gonna give it a love. I like the the, the yeah, motif. Gonna... The motif during the solo section is a plus. I'm gonna give it a love. Yeah. I, I even though it's overplayed, I still love it, Chris. Yeah, I'm giving it a love. I don't really care about the. I'm just looking for my hit single perspective. <laughs> it's a great song. Yeah. There we go. Because yep. I think that's uh, let's be let's be let's be honest. Yeah, that's why this record is uh, is it kind of in the level yeah. that it's in. Yeah. All right. Track two. Is there anybody out there, Mark? Uh, love because this is the better opener, or at least as a whole. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Kev. Yeah, give it give it a love. I don't think there's anybody out there listening anymore, but I'm still giving this a love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm still going to give it a love, uh, but, you know, if I'm going to pick an Is There Anyone Out There, I'm going to go with the Duran Duran version on the self-titled first album. So, Chris, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a love. Uh, I've seen a couple old like live versions of this, and it's kind of a cool kind of... Yeah, when you watch some of those old videos, yeah, it's kind of a cool, vibey moment in the show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And nobody home, Mark. Yeah, I'm taking a BBW and flushing the next three. <laughs> Just bring me up the flushes for the next three. <laughs> a BBW. I, I, we're gonna need it. We're gonna need a, uh, a a voiceover for that one. Okay, Kev. <laughs> I might be right behind Mark on his BBW, but I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that up in the He's air. Trying to sneak yeah, out. I left my seat, uh, but you did, you didn't know it. I'm I, I'm close, but I won't go that far because I actually like the piano playing here. So that's enough to save it, Chris. Uh, that song kind of makes me laugh just with all the yeah, kind of the weird little uh, ramblings in the song. So I'm gonna give it a very light squeeze. So I guess you could. Convert that to a love. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Mark uh, Vera. Yeah, well, he, he already flushed on me. I'm, I'm still on my BBW. Cap. <laughs> yeah. If you want, you want to talk concept. Um, yeah. I have no idea what's going on here. All right. Get the yellow sign out and flush it. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you can flush these two very passionately. Uh, <laughs> Next one too. Yeah, we're just the, strapping like flies. It's just Alex and Chris or Alex yeah. and Kevin left for bring the boys back. Home. It's like I, I had I had to really read up on those two, which is not a good thing, and I still don't understand how it fits into the. Yeah. Well. Maybe, maybe, well, yeah, again, I don't, I don't want to go that deep with Roger, though. It's like, okay, I can see what, but it's like. I just don't want to go deep with you. Yeah, it's like, okay, I can see what you're doing, but you're kind of really stretching it. Yeah, like, okay, when you're drawing the lines, like, okay, like, those two songs are way over Well, here, here's, here's a question, yeah. guys. Uh, I know, I know you're still on your BBW, but is, is, <laughs> does bring the boys back home just get a flush or does it even get a T? Oh. No, yeah. I'm saving my I, I'm, I'm saving my tea for something that I yeah I'll well anyway we'll saving the tea interesting all right well so can I can I say we could just skip to comfortably numb at this point then well no because I was gonna give the boys back home the tea (laughs) that's what I (laughs) okay yeah that's what I I know but I was letting Mark respond first oh saving the tea okay all right uh uh, yeah I don't know really. You say I feel like it'll get the T too because isn't there not a whole lot musically going on in this Bring one? Bring the boys back home. Bring the boys back home. Oh, whatever. all right. Give it the T. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? Yeah, I, I'm almost a little upset that Roger was trying to make this so- song sound more important than it oh, was. Oh, I'm gonna be. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. That's what pushed it into T territory. I didn't know that it wasn't yeah. gonna be T territory. But as soon as I heard that, that that's, it's getting that's the T. Solid. 
that's marketing tactic right there, trying to make people look into it more than it really yeah. needs to be to but save if, a norm, uh, an underwhelming track. Underwhelming nothing. That. Yeah, if I, so, had, if I had another target, right. I probably would have used it on that one as well, but we only get one per side. No. So. Oh, I, oh, I <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. so let's bring it on over to the mega track here, comfortably now, Mark. Uh, big love and, um, you know, for very obvious reasons. By the way, Chris, you do get an extra buyer terminate on this one because you, uh, this is Elmo 11. Yeah. This I is, think or 12. This yeah. Is your, so, yeah. Chris, you do get an extra buyer terminate. That is good. That's very good to hear because I was kind of bummed about, uh, yeah. there was one I was afraid I wouldn't be able to buy. Okay. Um, oh, so it's up to me because Mark gave it a love, comfortably numb. I did give it a love. I'm yeah. going to give this a buy. Oh, how predictable. Whatever. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> Shut up. Kevin, yeah. solo ever. Oh, you guys. did. Uh, I will not. I will not go with the buy uh, because it is a. Little, well, I don't want to be predictable on this one, but uh, I'm going to give it obviously a huge love. So, Chris, uh, I'm going to be predictable. Still <laughs> love this song just as much as the first time I heard it. This is going to be a massive buy for me. There you go. And I don't need to explain it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I really I don't remember what you guys said on this next one because I had to take a break. So Mark, <laughs> the show must go on. Uh, I, I said I prefer the Queen version. Give it a flush. You know, it's, I was so out of the discussion mentally. I don't even remember you saying that you prefer the Queen version, but so do I. Yeah, and I think my actual real-life BBW has to say something, so that one's going to get the flush. <laughs> and Chris, is he saving it? Uh, no. I'm going to flush this. Because <laughs> reading up, I couldn't find the concept in the actual, compared to the actual fascist... You're losing us, Rod. Related song. You're losing us, yeah. Rod. <laughs> yeah. Right. Lost some of us a long time ago. All right, let's bring it on over to In the Flesh Part 2. No, uh... Sans no question punctuation. Sans, sans question mark, Mark. Yeah, and for that, it gets a bye. Oh! Wow. A bye? Because really? I want to showcase this side of Pink Floyd, and I think this represents... I mean, you cannot just buy the hit singles and say, this is where Pink Floyd was at the time. Uh, yeah, I get so it. This is, I think, the best representation of this album is in the flesh. Well, that's why I either bought one or two. MP6. But I'll, yeah, and I, I wasn't going to buy it over "Goodbye Blue Sky." I would have bought honestly "In the Flesh" with the question mark because I like that one version better. But yeah. based on the rules and "Goodbye Blue Sky" having to be the buy sure. from CD one. Okay. So "In the Flesh" two gets the buy. Yeah. All right, um, Kev. Uh, "In the Flesh" two gets a love. Yeah. Same. Even though we're Chris. we're starting to sag, but still gets a love. Uh, yeah, it's really weird, kind of dark, uh, I don't know what you want to call it yet. It's almost like its own little kind of, even within the concept, it's very different from the rest of the other really underground or uh, deep cuts. Uh, so I'm going to give it a, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a love. Yeah. All right. Let's move it on over to track 22, Run Like Hell, Mark. Yeah. Yep. Strong love. I love myself a good end credits song. Huh? Kev? Uh, big love. Rick appears. Thank you. All right, and this will be buy number two for me. And Chris. Uh, yeah, this will be my third buy for the evening. Yeah, I know I've been very predictable tonight, but uh, 
I especially love the uh, the delicate sound of thunder version where the intro is extended by about a minute. Just really oh, kicks by. Oh, I am going to be putting that on in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I right. was listening to that. Like, yeah, well, in preparation for this, I was listening to that record, and that just is, that's the superior live version of it. All right, waiting <laughs> for the worms, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I'm BBWing my way out of here. <laughs> He's getting a jump with on the, the traffic, folks. I am done with this record. I am just, it's not even a BBW. I'm just leaving. Yeah, he's that person, he's that person that's left. getting the jump on the traffic, trying to get out of Tinley Park <laughs> before the lines form. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things like, I'll be bathroom, I'll be back. And then, you know, when I'm in the bathroom <laughs> taking a piss, you know, I, I don't want to go back. I'm done. That's exactly, I don't know what to call that. I think a BBWL. <laughs> A beer, a beer bathroom weed leave. That's what this is. Oh, no. Oh, this is not good. We're going to be losing some ratings here. All right, Ken. <laughs> I love how nothing is said. Oh, uh, man. I, you know what? I did, I did have some somewhat... Uh, well, actually, I don't know. Could you just say that these are complimentary? The I, I just said Beach Boys are back, question mark, and very cool how the chants get louder at the end. Is that enough to say that? What do you guys think? <laughs> what do you think? You know what I think? think? I'm gone. Let I my know, silence but, do the speaking. But would, would anybody read those two lines and say, okay, I, I could see this guy saving it? Probably not. Ah, just get rid of it, Chris. <laughs> I love how you jumped, uh... I'm considering doing that. I was trying to find the. Uh, I, don't, point, I don't. I want to find point, some good stuff here, but it's hard. I'm 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 burned out with trying to find the deeper meaning. All I'm looking is the deeper part of my pillow. <laughs> just want to go to bed. Uh, Chris, are you doing a BBWL? Uh, I'll give this one of uh, the worms a very light squeeze, Ooh. just as far as the concept is concerned. Uh, I'm gonna flush stop. And I'm going to terminate the trial, which I know because I was defending the concept, but the way that it was executed just irritates the hell out of me. And I felt mm-hmm. like it was a wasted opportunity. Like, I don't care if, you, if it was the Britishness of Roger or whatever. The, yeah, the trial should have been more of a Pink Floyd rock song, and it wasn't. And uh, that's why what I it's almost do. personal, I guess. Yeah, I'll, it is a little. I, I said so, the so, same so, thing. love, flush, and a terminate. There we go. So for the, for the <laughs> flushing outside for the wall. A, for a climax of, of oh yeah, that's epic, right. Uh, no, yeah. yeah, you can you can flush uh, outside. Yeah, Again, I just, I want I want to do this rapid fire. So we're just going. Okay, here we it. go. Okay, so we're no okay, like so like Alex is, like love. direct this rapid yeah. fire. So we, I just like I'm just gonna keep hitting the buttons. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, love. No, I was I, oh, I okay. All right, stop, stop. Gets the flush. But I was gonna say for the trial. I said uh, very, you know, I, I kind of stated my stuff, but then my last comment, I like at first I was very impressed by just the actual sonics of it and the craftsmanship on it, but then like halfway through I'm like, all right, this is getting a little ridiculous. So I think in that, I think in that regard, it gets the flush. It was just a little too self indulgent for me, I, and it also it just kind of stood out from the rest of the album musically. It was like way too Broadway play ask and maybe that works but i don't know what are you doing for outside the wall uh do you still i don't know i, do I you still have a TV i said use? no you use that I, on. I i i said cool cliffhanger and it leaves you wondering what's next but honestly i don't really remember what they sound like now yeah i know neither do i yeah that's why i'm flushing like, yeah i'm, I'm assuming one, that's an f 
All right, just all right, yeah. So, all I, right, guess, I, I guess just flush the rest I'll, of the album. BB BBWL after Run I'll, Like I'll Hell. take care of this. So here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I got this right. Um, so it's it should be this. <laughs> and then that's that's a strong tank right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Roger, you hear that? The sound of 32 toilets flushing in near unison. And you can't be over four four times and expect to be taken seriously. And the the listeners, the listeners can where's Waldo what the terminate was out of that because I don't know. Actually, you know what? I forgot. I forgot to mention that uh, um, I was leaving in style with a T. So outside the wall does get a T. Oh, it does. Oh, come on. I got that wrong. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Because that's just the way I leave. I leave with a T. (laughs) Well, BBWT. I I would probably uh, terminate the trial based on Chris's um, savage takedown of uh, wanting a rocker there because that's very true. But I'm just going to save my tea for the very end because it just just shows the complete – I mean just look at the back half of this or the side two or sides three and four or CD two (laughs) of this record. I mean it's almost universally loved on side or CD one. And CD two is just flushes, just peppered with flushes. Um, so our collective opinions of the back half of this definitely lend itself to some consolidation. Yeah, eyes of a stranger. The and, and again, not. And, and again, for the listeners, we didn't discuss doing this. This is all you're hearing this live the first time is the rest of us. So there's got to be something flushing. This was not coordinated. This I, I didn't know that you guys were going to flush these as well. I thought you guys were going to love this stuff. So we can't all be wrong. <laughs> But and uh, yeah, I, I usually we do the uh, thirty seconds here. But I guess I would have to say, uh, out of all these flushes, I probably can't be at an eight anymore. So anyone changing their rating, and then we'll do the thirty seconds. Yeah, I'm going down to a five. I'm dropping a point and a half. It's just if five. Like if one half of the record is very good and the other half is not, then that's a five. Yeah, let me uh, recalculate here. If anybody wants to go, I'll go last year. Uh, I think I got to drop at least to a six, right? I mean, I flushed. You I fl- did flush. I, you were you were lot. you had two rants, two rants. Okay, you have a a seven and two rants is hard to hold. Yeah, I got a five point five. Give me a five. Okay. God, wow, it's hard with two rants. I usually don't do. I usually confine myself to one rant per <laughs> per. Album. But I guess this is a double album. Chris, feeling good about that eight still? Um, I might drop it a little bit just based on how much I kind of clobbered it in the last <laughs> part, but I'll probably I'll probably just drop it because again I'm, I'll still defend it on a conceptual level a little bit, uh, so I'll just drop it to a seven point five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex, yeah, you're the high with score. me. Yeah, I was an eight. I might have to go. Yeah, what did, I was thinking about. What did that calculator going, say? What did that calculator say? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> I, I I almost don't want to admit it. <laughs> Tell us out with I, it. Out with the, with the calculator. What was the percentage? Six point five. <laughs> so, right. but I don't know. I, I think I, I don't know if I could go that low. I'll say a seven. Okay. All right. Interesting scores: five, seven point five, seven, and five point five across the row. And really, our Pink Floyd love at this point is 
really starting to sag. Uh, I'm sitting at 58. Uh, actually, Kevin's pulling up the rear as usual at 50%. <laughs> I'm at 55. Me. Alex is at 56. And Chris, you are at 64%. So you're you're uh, a big Pink Floyd fan. I feel like I should be more, but it, they've just been sinking yeah. lately for me. Um, and that's a little bit skewed because when we're flushing five, flushing and terminating five track albums, that's definitely yeah, a high percentage skewing something. Yeah. When, yeah, like I mean, I said, Animals is a 10 to me. So. Yeah, if anything, I appreciate this album for what it is. But, yeah, again, if you're going to be really a stickler, yeah, there's yeah, things to be critical mm-hmm. about. But, again, this is one man's vision and not In no a band else's. of four. Exactly. So you kind of got to – I mean, it almost – like a lot of uh, – uh, I guess you could kind of say like Orson Welles. Like the, almost like the making of it and the story behind it is almost more fascinating yeah, yeah, I found that with a lot way, of these Pink Floyd yeah. records. Yeah, as Ro- as Roger has been taking over more and more, it almost it's becoming like a soap opera where you just want to read like, okay, what's happening next? Not necessarily the record. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear yeah. okay, what what is yeah you know, okay, how is the band? Where's the band at at this moment mm-hmm. in time? So uh, for yeah. our thirty seconds, I am going to throw an oddball out there, and if you don't agree with me, then we'll just pick to another brick in the wall part where on or run like hell or whatever. But I'm going to throw in the closing of In the Flesh. Which the question because mark it's or kind of the question mark uh, with with the question mark. Mm-hmm. So where it ends with the baby, it's got the cool effects. It's got kind of this orchestra all over this album. It's, it's orchestration all over this album. You yeah, know, it's, I guess it's, it, it feeds into the yeah, I guess into the feel. So maybe I, I might be able. to And jump you have a point that it does appear twice. That song. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was going to go with an oddball, is anybody out there? But that's kind of a quite a weird outball. But it feels like the entire album. I could get behind in the flesh question. Well, mark, guys, but. I mean, Roger said bring the bring boys the back is the central. He out. said it was the central song of the album. Do, do, I mean, okay, let's do, do that. Do we then. give let's the middle it. finger to Raj and just do the bring the boys back home? Thirty seconds, probably let's the whole track. <laughs> yep, find the very worst thirty seconds of it. So he looks really <laughs> bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> be like, no, just to show him. That's right, 30 million albums, but Light Sky Podcast guys aren't going to give you what you deserve out of that. So, you know, oh, I can't, wait for, that I can't wait for these reviews. Oh, yeah. man. It's going to be bad, yeah. Uh, maybe, oh, I don't, maybe I don't post this one. I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> we spent three hours yeah. doing this and you don't post this one? Come on! Well, We're just, just going we'll to lock, lock our Twitter or our we'll Instagram, let, yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> let you do the work and go find the album. I'm not going to promote it. <laughs> Is that well, is that what we're doing? We we're doing bring the boys. Yeah, we're doing bring the boys, and, and it's and it's Kevin's <laughs> discretion as to what thirty seconds can be. It's, hey, it's just and, gonna and, be the drum roll. That's all. Yes. <laughs> if gonna, any literally what record if, is this? if, huh, if yeah. anybody huh. disagrees, we just point them straight Roger. straight straight from the man himself. Uh, bring the boys back home. What is for me anyway, the central song on the whole album. He said it there. So you got a problem with it. Talk to Roger. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Can't argue with that. And, uh, the, the sorry part is that it doesn't look like we're getting any better anytime soon. We have to take you two years in advance to the final cut. Uh, widely. Um, well, I wouldn't say widely because we're also going to have a special guest on that show who is a big fan of the record and who also has many things to say about it. So it's going to be good. Uh, might be contentious, always is, or usually is. So it's going to be a good with a good one. So stick around. We'll be back at you next week with the final cut. See you then. <laughs>